Welcome to episode 22 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Justin from Low Life League. Enjoy the show. Hello, Sausage. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Okay, I've got my microphone locked. I'm literally laying on the bed. I've got my microphone like here, <laughs> sitting next to me. Had a re- had a, a really fucking stupid moment just now, where I was like, "Oh, I could, I could hold it upside down," and then for some reason in my head, I was like, "No, if I hold it upside down, then the um the mic the audio will come out backwards." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm instead, just... you've put instead you've put it next to your penis. It's right next to my penis. It's warming what my penis. Like, I'm just Drugs. taking an antihistamine, yeah, because I just had a small glass of wine. Um, I've got the, the mermaid going to be next to me, so I can't slag her off too much this episode. No, not, I, not the only time she's ever listened to one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, how are you, mate? How how is it over there? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's fucking cold. Like the runs are mega icy at the moment. Well, they were this morning, and then the sun comes out, and it's sort of okay. It um, sorts itself out, but yeah, it's good. It's busy. Oh, whingy cool. as fuck is what you are. Apparently, I'm whingy as fuck. Did you hear that? <laughs> and slow to boot. Whingy and slow. Whingy uh, and slow. Never mind. We're getting there. We're getting. I've not got a high quality webcam, so you can't quickly. You can't um, see my face in glorious age. This is really unflattering angle. <laughs> this, my, this is what this is what my penis sees. Yes, we've got um low life one, haven't we? We do, we do. Yeah, Justin. Um, he uh, mm. obviously kindly rescheduled um listeners with uh with Mister Week uh because I had a uh, man flu. You sound like you uh, still got it. Yeah, it's, it's I I feel absolutely fine. Um but it's like like the head coldy part is just like mm. really lingering. Um but yeah, I, I feel absolutely fine but I'm still like really bunged up and that. It's really fucking annoying. Um because people That's everybody so. keeps saying to me you sound terrible. You should go home. It's like what I, no, say I, you sound terrible. Right. You don't sound terrible. You sound just as just as much as you normally do. Just as annoying. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, um Speaking of annoying, um, <laughs> uh, you know what I said yesterday about uh, last last episode about the um, uh, the, the weird statistic I read about eighty seven percent of people that don't like and share. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are bellends. Hmm. Um, well, more people have liked and shared now, so that's okay. So the, the stats coming down. Um, but I did read something else the other day. Um, basically, if you don't like and share the podcast you're basically responsible for a second Brexit. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what that entails, but like <laughs> Brex- Brexit too, if you don't like and share the podcast. So, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many more automations people need. I mean, I basically ended the lives of thousands of puppies and kittens. Um, and then, and then like people end up being bellends, right? So now like, Brexit too. So, come on, people, sort it out. Like, it's your own lives you're ruining by not liking and and sharing the podcast and leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we we actually have had a new review in the last few days. Have um, we? Is it the one that yeah. you sent me? <laughs> <laughs> it was um, it's from Paul. 
Yeah, hi, Paul. From, uh, from Humane Made. Oh, he's a good uh, man. He's a good he lad. Was, I, I think he was just reviewing his own episode. Is that um, what he was doing? Yeah. Well, he said something about asking if we needed vectorizing or digitizing as well. So um, I, I, I'll fob I, him off and ignore that one. I've slipped down a bit and I feel like I'm in a coffin now. So if you can just bear with me a second <laughs> so I can... <laughs> If I, if I can just um hold on hold on, hold on. Oh. Uh, hold for on. the listeners here uh, pav is showing us his room <laughs> my my womb pa- pav's on holiday if anybody hasn't guessed yeah ah. holiday again ah. that's actually that... what are you doing oh, jesus I, I, I think that's i think it's worse <laughs> it's as glass as clean as you don't need to see my face that's fine that's good enough. I'm sure that's fine. Ah. It just looks like we're between your legs now. Yeah. <laughs> Staring up at you. I'm, uh, I need to stop going on holiday. Hmm. Um, no, turn it back on, please. And he said, let there be light. And there was. <laughs> <laughs> and there was. Jesus. <laughs> What's happened? Where's it got? Yes, my child. <laughs> are you staying? Are you like staying on the sun? Hold on. What is what is happening? Hold on, I don't know. Joanna, turn the light off again. Now turn it back on again. All right. It's like I always knew the sun shone out of my ass, but I didn't think it would shone out of my face. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Um, that's my crotch. I don't know why that's all of a sudden so bright. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It it it'll adjust itself in a minute, I'm sure. After that was broken. <laughs> you want to turn that back off? It's the only way it's going to work. Joanna, please. You can see me enough, can't you? Yeah, yeah, you're fine, mate. You're fine. That's fine. That's fine. You can hear me, okay? Yeah. Can yeah, you hear me? Okay. Can you hear me, Clem Pandango? <laughs> hey, horse Silva, how are you? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> before we um, uh, I was just going to say quickly before we let Justin in because he's here and waiting. Should mm-hmm. we have a quick two-minute chat about the brand? Can do. Yeah. Do you want to do it now or do you want to do it afterwards? Uh, let's do it now. Let's okay. do it now before he comes in. Okay. But yeah. So we've obviously. Um, mentioned it a few times. Oh, before. for the listeners, but... I thought you were going to cut this yeah. out. Okay, okay, listeners, we have some exciting news. <laughs> Perhaps a radio voice comes in. <laughs> oh, coming in your ears again. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've got a name. Uh, we have branding now. Yeah, we, we do. Have a domain. We have we have all the all the things that we need for a brand, yeah. except. Uh, things to sell on customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, it's exciting. It's exciting, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've got lofty dreams, haven't we? Yeah. We're... Re- realistic expectations as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll um we'll have the social media up soon. We have all the email address and everything now, so mm. um nothing stopping us. Nothing stopping us, Pav. We don't. Uh, what's interesting is uh, this episode, um, our guest is probably style-wise and like what they do, like m- sort of semi-mashup-y is the closest to sort of 
where we're going of our sort of thing, isn't it? Which is an, an interesting thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're we're probably about 50% of the way there on our first few designs, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. We're not rushing out. Wanna... No, no. I think, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll speak about it in a couple of weeks on the, uh, on the pod mm. once everything's firmed up a bit more. But um, I think for our first kind of set of, first set of releases, I think we've chosen a really, really cool theme. And yeah. I think the problem is, is we've come up with way too many ideas. <laughs> way too many. Way too yeah. many. Uh, I came up with an idea as a joke. Um, <laughs> literally as a joke. And it's the best one. <laughs> and then it, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to toot my horn, listener, but it's pretty fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I would genuinely buy it. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's stop. Uh, stop teasing yeah let's um, stop teasing that's that that, that that we've got enough listener pre-come now we can we can move on <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah we we will we'll speak about it a bit more on the pod i think moving forward because it's you know it's kind of relevant to the, mm. to the conversation isn't it obviously we're, we're not trying to make the the podcast into all about our brand but kind of part of the reason we start wanted to start it wasn't it is so we could have something a little bit tangible and relatable that we could actually speak about when we yeah. have these little chats before guests come and sort of thing. So yeah, for sure. You know what might be interesting is to um get a a, a guest on that we both know that we've had on before uh, for an episode and get them to interview us as that an episode. Would cool. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be well cool. Maybe yeah, get um just... maybe get Jack and Jack's a cunt. Maybe get Jack and uh, and Connor <laughs> to. Uh, to, to oh god, us. that that would be carnage. <laughs> that would be absolute carnage. Uh, I mean, the, I'm, I'm sure Jack could do it because Jack has done his own pod, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Progression over destination. If anyone wants to listen to that, it's a very good pod. Listen to all of this one first, though. Listen to the brand yeah. social first, and then listen to his one. Yeah, I mean, the brand social podcast isn't finished yet either, so you'll no. just have to keep listening to each yeah. episode and then. You know, when we decide to end it after episode 100 or something, mm. um, then we, listen we got to it. We've we got to get to episode 82, definitely. 82? Yeah. Because only, only 1% of podcasts get past 81 episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did say. You did say. So I want, so. I want, a bit, I want to be in the 1% for once in my life. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, right. Justin is here uh, from Low Life League. Mm. Um, so let's get him in. Hello. All right, fellas. How are we? Yeah. Uh, Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, you sound great, mate. Justin, you have an absolute pro setup. I love it. (laughs) Thank you, mate. I I stole my mum's ring light for this. (laughs) this, uh... I'm so so pleased that the word light came after that sentence. I'm uh, I'm currently filming on a potato because I'm in another country up a mountain. Um, there's you looking like like PewDiePie, whatever his name is, all professional. You've got the gamer chair and the and the microphone. I, mean, I thought you were about to say like an angel, looking like an angel joining your Zoom meeting. You do you do, you do look angelic. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Uh, yeah. Are you are you still in uh, Andorra? Is it? No, no. I'm in I'm in I'm in France now. <laughs> What what are you doing? Like, why are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm just on holiday. He's, like... he's, a, he's actually a fugitive. He's on the run. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not, not, not very not very good at being on the run. If I keep telling everyone where the bloody hell I am, am I? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just on holiday, throwing myself down a mountain for a week. 
but we still i'm so committed to the podcast i'm so committed to you all listeners um that i uh <laughs> I, I take the laptop and microphone and, and and film while i'm while i'm on holiday brilliant yeah <laughs> i'm throwing yourself dynamite and that's not like literal is it like you're you're no no I'm, right? I, I, yeah. I'm no i'm attached to a snowboard at the time <laughs> nice. for, the, for the for the most part for the most part <laughs> oh well, mm. how's things anyway yeah good man um i've been pretty busy recently um but uh i'm gassed that you guys have like invited me on here to talk about it because no one wants to hear about it like <laughs> like like my friends my girlfriend my mom i'm like oh yeah so i've been busy screen printing lately they're like oh i don't give a fuck what i <laughs> we want to know everything mate i promise you that you want to know everything yeah. I, I think we get that too whenever we speak to like our other halves and stuff like whether it's about like i mean from my point of view about the brand or like i'm sure Pav's point of view about printing and stuff like it's just like just shut the fuck up just stop talking yeah to yeah you could talk Please for stop like talking you could talk for days about this shit, but no one wants to hear yeah. it. <laughs> my, my, my missus, she loves me talking about the printing and stuff, but what she doesn't like, and I've got to be very careful because she is here. <laughs> she's, sitting, <laughs> she's laying on the bed next to me, is when I start talking to her about it and I've had 90% of the conversation in my head already, and then she's only hearing the last 10%. <laughs> yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, she's nodding. She's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. I mean, that's the main reason that, that this pod exists. Really, is to mm. is to speak to like-minded people, and you know, is that it's remarkably difficult to get people actually to come on. Like the amount of people <laughs> we, we ask, and, and, and you just think, why don't why aren't people wanting to talk about it? Like, it's... Well, I think a lot of like brand owners, and I've come to realise this from like reaching out and chatting to people and stuff. And it's like I build up like a really good rapport with people and start chatting to them quite regularly and everything. And then the second I go, like, oh, do you want to come on chat on the pod podcast? They're like, I'm actually like really introverted and I really don't want to do that. But thank you anyway. And it's like, but that's come up so many times. And it's such a shame because it's like, there's loads of brands that I speak to um, that like would make for fucking really, really awesome guests yeah. that just like, you know, don't feel confident enough to do it. And it's like, you know, it's, I, I get it, it. It can be quite daunting. Like I remember the first pod that I went on, which was a uh, Chessie's podcast, the Squidge and Ink podcast. Um, and I was absolutely shitting it before I yeah. went on and I was like what, what, what do I say what do I do like I was like does does my beard look all right like you know <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. your, beard, but... your beard looks fine it's jet black as always yeah I went That's on a uh, the dim and G gloom podcast about a year ago and that was my first ever like uh you know like thing on the internet with my voice and my face attached to the life like I was shitting myself so bad like uh <laughs> Just like what? What if I come out with like, I don't know, like the most abhorrent swear word, like ever? <laughs> oh, mate. You're, you're, so, you're safe here, mate. You're safe here. That's fine. <laughs> this, this, this is a very safe. I've said some truly disgusting things on this podcast. <laughs> you're currently on trial for war crimes in Andorra. Yeah, that, so. that's it's, it's exactly why I'm, I'm flying all over the place. Yeah. Anything oh. you really desperately want cut out. Ask Darcy and he'll ignore it because he always ignores the shit I won't cut out. Okay, it is, it is yeah, though, right? Yeah. Okay. The, the thing is, though, is the stuff that you tell me to cut out, Pav, like I listen back to it and it's like, that was genuinely quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes you sound like a twat. So I'm oh, yeah, that's it. What, yeah, keep it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, oh, a, there's a whole section before you came on, Justin, where we just had a, a quick little, we have a little conflab and a chat 
and I catch up. And uh, I, I was laying down, and you can't see this. This whole like wall is clad with wood, and I kept like sliding, and so I looked like I was in a coffin. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was utterly ridiculous. That's and Darcy's going to cut that out, though, aren't you? Because I looked awful. <laughs> no. I looked awful in that. I looked like I looked like a disgusting fat worm, <laughs> <laughs> like a toe. Yeah, <laughs> like a toe with like, a beard, like, like a thumb in a t-shirt. <laughs> Oh, no, you, you can say oh, whatever you want here. It's a, it's a safe space. CSPS, Scarlet. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so before we dive in, do you want to tell us a little bit about you, your brand, what you do, etc.? Yeah, sweet. Um, my name's Justin. Uh, I'm from Northern Ireland. I have a brand called Low Life League. Uh, I'm a bit of like a freelance screen printer. Uh and I refuse to get a real job, basically. <laughs> so I'm a bit of a, you know, like freelance Photoshop, freelance friggin', you know, design work, anything, anything that gets me money, man. Like I'm all over it to avoid working in a bar or something again. Like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, I've had that many like shit jobs that made me feel like shit. And that I would like dread going to uh mm. in the morning or if I was like following like a different schedule. Like I'd be I used to work, you know, like eight PM to four AM in like clubs and stuff. Oh, and like brutal sod that. I used to deliver pizzas. I used to work in a hardware store. Uh, I used to work in a TGI Fridays. They're they're all shit. Like, <laughs> like this episode is sponsored by uh B and Q and TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> If it was a known hardware store, I'd name drop it. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I worked a lot of jobs that made me feel terrible coming home and being like, that was not worth the trauma to make that money. Like, mm. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I had a point about two or three years ago though. I was like, I'm gonna try and make something, gonna try and set some stuff up that I don't have to work for anyone else anymore and that's sort of the path that i'm on at the moment uh yeah that's what i'm what i'm working towards nice so it was, was sort of like born out of desperation but like the good kind of desperation Does that, yeah that be like fair to say motivation through desperation would probably probably be oh that's a good that's way a, to put it i'm yeah. writing that down that that is a, that is a, that is a wicked line <laughs> that's that's an xt design for low life league <laughs> it's gotta be I'm, I'm just gonna scribble away hold on i have to write things down because i'm old and have a shit memory oh man mate you should see my notes up right now like uh your nutsack <laughs> well, if you if you want, we are on video, right? <laughs> uh, my uh my notes app on oh, my, what notes uh, are, yeah. yeah. Um I went through like the questions you guys sent in the in the email and I was like just writing stuff like as it came to my head. And I'm like looking at it right now in case he's asked me something from that list and I'm like, what? Oh, we, we don't ask any of those questions. Yeah, I was no. like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> just, 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 just to throw you off. <laughs> good. I'm looking at like my notes and I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> I, like with the, 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 the way I do like um, design ideas, if something pops into my head, and Pav, I know you're similar as well. 
it's like something pops into your head and you literally just blurt it out in type form and it's like and then you look back a few days later and i'm just like what the fuck was i on about <laughs> so i know that was a good idea but what the fuck was i thinking <laughs> I, I, I i've learned to be really specific now with my with my um, weird idea notes oh i'm so terrible at that I, i'll make a point i've got i use like google keep whatever it is and i'll if, if it's something that's like a, a picture of something that's spawned an idea i'll like to take a photo within google keep and i'll annotate it and i'll write down and it obviously saves days done and stuff because I, otherwise i do look back at things and it will say I, I i looked at one the other day and it just said popcorn tree <laughs> that's all it said just those two words <laughs> what the fuck does that mean like it doesn't mean yeah, anything could, could go hard though popcorn tray you can have that one yeah. if you want you can have <laughs> I, I think what i need to start doing it is doing it in like audio format like literally have like a little dictaphone and just like record it and like, you do you, you, you do you, when, you... when i type it it just gets lost in translation so badly and i'm just like that makes no sense darcy you, you, you do you normally send me a voice note that's what normally happens <laughs> yeah yeah now that i can send it to somebody somebody else is just like fuck off stop talking to me <laughs> So um, I'd be interested to hear about how you came up with the the name for your brand, if you don't mind. Is there a story behind it? Uh, yeah, Low Life League. Um, yeah, so basically, Low Life. It it's like such a a negative word, right? Like you you don't have very good feelings when you hear the word Low Life, or you might describe someone as a Low Life. Um, maybe for better or for worse, like that word has kind of like followed me around like my adolescence <laughs> like i have been called a low life one too many times <laughs> like uh and like i i don't think it's because like you know like i'm a delinquent or like in a i've got like asbos or anything like that like um it was just like i was being a kid like i've i've got this uh story um i used to be in a band uh, and we played this venue called Blackstaff Mill in Belfast. And it was the only place that would let you put on a gig that was uh, all ages and bring your own booze. <laughs> oh, God, that's carnage. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's like still uh, music videos and stuff that we shot at those gigs that are still on the internet that probably should be scrubbed. <laughs> oh, you got to tell, tell us where we can find these or send us yeah. a link to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this uh, venue, Blackstaff Mill, was just slightly behind like a housing estate. And uh, you would like go on Facebook the morning after the gig and you know like those like concerned mothers community pages or whatever <laughs> like on Facebook like they just talk shit about the local area yeah. um yeah they have been like those fucking low lives at it again over at Blackstaff Mill like and we, we were like what like 17 years old and they're like <laughs> calling us low lives like uh, yeah so like uh stuff like that uh uh, just the the word being like thrown about and used so like flippantly to describe you know just like a load of alt kids drinking together and like making music and doing mm -hmm. the shit that kids do like uh yeah like it, it just seems so ridiculous to me uh that they would use that word so i guess low life league is kind of like <laughs> trying to like reclaim that word in a sense like mm. Like, if everyone thinks it of you and everyone's calling you of it, you may as well slap it on a T-shirt and wear it and parade it, you know? <laughs> like, 
You take the power away, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, in in the sense that everyone's like a bit of a low life when when they get at it, like when they get down to it, everyone has like a bit of debauchery in them, and and that's just like human nature in it. Like... Who, who, who have you been talking to about me? <laughs> Darcy, believe it or not, I'm a, I'm a very well behaved young gentleman. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought uh, Joanna in the background as well. There, <laughs> <laughs> there was always, always this funny. I've, I've got a, a, an alcohol intolerance, and um, uh, it, I'm, I'm slowly introducing apart alcohol. Apart from when you're on holiday. Yeah, and then and then I go a bit I go a bit nuts, and I can't breathe for three days. And when I tell people I've got an alcohol intolerance, they're like, "What do you mean? Oh, I'm allergic." And they're like, oh, "What happens if you drink too much?" And I can't help it. But my go-to line is, "Oh, if I have too much to drink, I break out in handcuffs." <laughs> which to my mind <laughs> is hilarious but then but then you have, I have to backtrack and be like well no no I, I do it does actually sort of like inhibit my breathing quite considerably but uh, then I, right, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've, but I've already made I've already made the shit joke that makes them think I'm a low life <laughs> <laughs> some sort of like uh you're gonna hurt them after five pints <laughs> yeah I wouldn't I've, I've, I've never hurt anyone in my life I don't think apart from all those puppies and kittens Oh, we don't talk about that. And the people of Andorra. No. The, Andor- <laughs> the Andorans love me. I'm their favourite. I'm their favourite. You, you made them love you through force. Well, it's, it's, it's a war of attrition sometimes, isn't Coercive it? Coercive control. Gotta, yeah. You've just got just to keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Some call him a stalker. Others say he's just walking people home. <laughs> I, I like I like walking people home ten yards behind them with my binoculars on. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, so kind of where where do you kind of see the brand going then? Where do you want to push it to? You obviously mentioned that you're you, you're printing for other people as well then. Yeah, like that's basically turned into like my full-time job sort of at the moment like uh i obviously like got into screen printing because i wanted to like like push low life league to the next level but um Mm. you know like when word gets out that you can print t-shirts like that's like hot shit and like Mm. people kind of like jump on that and uh i've like sort of made up like a client base and like i've got pretty steady work at the moment like screen printing for other people um, which is great like uh like i've maybe got like 150 something units done like so far this week which is a lot for me nice. like i would never print that for low life you know mm. <laughs> like yeah. um and i've got like work set like into february which is like a really great feeling that i like i know that i don't have to like sort of worry about finding uh money at the moment which is you know like all someone who doesn't have a traditional job can like Mm. ask for and like this is my first like type of experience with that i guess um so yeah like i'm I'm gonna stick with printing for other people and i I think like uh people like it because uh the turnaround times with me are like a lot better than you would get with other like bigger presses that have a lot on like i'm maybe working you know on like a two-week buffer at the moment <laughs> like uh yeah that's fair 
But yeah, do, do, um, do you still get those customers that come in and like, I need like, can you do this for me today? And you're like, no. Uh, well, like, <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes they'll have like a like a date where maybe they've um like sent a an email off to a press for a quote or whatever, and the press is like, oh yeah, you're gonna get that at the end of March and they're like well that won't do because we're going on to her on Tuesday or whatever <laughs> like so if someone comes to me with a with a strict deadline I'll, I'll like try to work towards it um that's yeah, the one thing uh, that really really does my head is people that don't plan ahead like and I'm gonna sound like a dickhead saying this <laughs> but I appreciate all of my clients but it's, this isn't even to do with my place it's over at the other shop I work at I work at a, a, another print shop um and they do a lot of bands like a lot a lot of bands yeah um they print for a record label called earache um, oh dope yeah so print for like like napalm death and morbid angel and like big old metal bands and everything and it's always fucking last minute it's literally like oh we, we need these today we need them out the door by 12 o'clock it's like there's like 500 shirts there what the fuck are you on about we don't even have your artwork. You haven't even approved it. What <laughs> fucking planet are you living on? Yeah, I, I I don't want to be in that game. Like, you know, I've got my own print shop and I love my clients. They're very courteous with their timings and stuff. And that's great. I'm sticking to that. Like, but yeah. the other shop is just like, it, it does my head in because it just creates like unnecessary stress for us. And it's like, we don't get paid anymore. You know, it's yeah. like you know we're we're paid our salaries and it's like whether it's you know it's it's a rush job or not sort of thing um and it's just really frustrating do you do you, obviously your your kind of background i'm guessing is in bands and stuff oh you've been in yeah bands. yeah there's a lot of your client base kind of come from that land um so, sort of yeah uh i went to uni in liverpool or like just outside of Liverpool, uh, doing a course in music production. Okay. Uh, so I, I gained like quite a lot of like contacts and stuff like through that, or through people who are, you know, like performing every weekend, or you know, they can like put a word in with me with, with you know bands that they're supporting or whatever. Um, and like I, when I lived on the mainland, like I used to go to like quite a lot of gigs. And I just sort of like had like a bit of a friend group going through that. Um yeah, so I I I do get a lot of band clients, uh, but like I'll also print for like local businesses like in Hillkeel, which is like in the middle of fucking nowhere in Northern Ireland. Like <laughs> Yeah, like uh it it's pretty different every every job's pretty different which is exciting at the moment i'm sure it'll get old but what, what's your what, what uh... you got to be careful is that you don't take on can you, can you hear me hello is it my go yeah go, go yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. i said you want to be careful is you're obviously doing really well with your print shop is that it doesn't take over and you end up without any time for your brand yeah so do you have like a, a, a mechanism for making sure that you you have all that like time set aside for it yeah like uh i'm always working on like new drops like low life league is like never too far from my brain i guess uh and like I, like if, if i'm doing like a garment order for a band say and they want 
you know, like 50 EP eight teams or whatever, uh, I'll maybe stick another 50 on there, get it like real cheap yeah. <laughs> for myself and like plan my drops around like what I'm printing for other people. Uh, and like get like the bulk discounts on garments and stuff. Um, you should speak to them about your pricing. Speak to who, sorry? Speak to Continental. So we, we were in that bracket for ages where it was like, you know, you have your singles, your your pack price, and then your carton pricing. And yeah. it's like, and we could, we just never ordered enough at a time to actually get like the carton pricing discount. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to ask them for like a fucking discount of carton pricing. And they gave us it. But just from asking, they were like, I oh, will put it on your account <laughs> for six months or whatever. And we'll just monitor it. Like make sure you're kind of spending enough sort of thing. Oh, no, um no. and uh yeah we've still got it fucking great it's, it saves us a an absolute fortune and it's kind of you know from 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 the print shop perspective like we we actually make money on the garments now like on the blanks yeah because it's like where's the customer's still paying less than that singles price but we're making probably 50p on the garment you know so yeah, that, that's yeah. Sick, just a yeah. thought it's it, it's it's worth it's worth asking you know if if you're ordering a, a decent amount from them like you know yeah like uh i pretty much exclusively use earth positive at the moment like oh yeah um... well that, there's your there's your selling point to them it's like you know that was that was mine to what i said to them is like i want to bring everything over to continental i didn't um <laughs> Shh, they might be listening was... <laughs> <laughs> but that but that was my kind of sales pitch uh and i was just said to him i was like look but but i need a better price um and yeah and they gave it to me so it's you know don't ask don't get yeah i, I suppose yeah um I, I always like see if someone's ordering like say five in a size uh they always come in bundles of like 12 right so you like you get the discount at 12 so I'll just order seven for myself <laughs> and sort right, of like, yeah. 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 Uh, so in other words, I am coming down with boxes at the moment. <laughs> we can see them, see them. They will be behind you. I know. Mate. <laughs> yeah, that, that's three of them. That, this isn't even my press, man. They're all in the press. Like, <laughs> this is like my, uh, my packing room that I'm in at the moment. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, kind of. But I've got, I've got um, a question for you. I don't think I've asked this oh, question cool. on the bonnet. Oh, I've lost you. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you, man. My, no, my thing said it was unstable. Um, I, I was going to ask you a question, which I don't think I've asked on the pod before, but it might be. I think it's quite pertinent. Um, how would you, because obviously it's a podcast, people can't see your brand like right now. How would you describe your brand and sort of what Ooh. what you, you put on? what you put on garments yeah yeah that's a good question man um i would say that low life league is very tongue-in-cheek uh it's very like sort of a non-conformity you know like i might do a design with you know like crazy uh, like black metal logo with like all of these like totally evil looking like sigils or whatever uh but you know like none of it means anything like <laughs> like I, that no like i used to get messages all the time right about this pair of joggers i dropped um they had like uh sigils on the calves of them 
or the shin, sorry. And uh, I used to get messages from people uh, because I used to like run ads and stuff, uh, being like 100% evil, uh, going to hell. You you need Jesus <laughs> in your life or whatever. I'm, I'm like, bro, like I made that symbol up. It doesn't mean anything. Like, like, you, you need to you need to take those those messages and turn them into a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like. It, these don't mean anything unless I give them meaning. So this symbol in particular now means I'm not going to church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they shot themselves in the foot there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'd, I'd say all of my designs are very, like, tongue-in-cheek. They're very... Um, so a, a lot of them are, like, very cartoony. Uh, I, I did one recently, um, The Greatest Trick the Devil Ever Pulled. And it's just like a little like rubber hose picture of of Satan doing a kickflip for the back print. Like, I guess like <laughs> it's just stuff that like makes you want to smile or makes you want to like raise an eyebrow or <laughs> like makes Christians tell you when you're going to go to hell. Uh, well, that wasn't the intent of that shit. <laughs> like, uh, that, that, uh, that was just a happy bonus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, I, I don't, I don't know, like, who was seeing my ads that I was running, but it wasn't the target audience. <laughs> like, no, we used to get some weirdos when we ran ads. It was like there was there was one, and it always sticks in my head. And obviously, we went down like the tattoo-inspired route and everything like that, um because that's kind of where my sort of background was like coming into the brand like trying to get tattoo apprenticeships and stuff like that, and that's just what i was drawing but anyway when we first started running ads and getting quite popular and stuff we had like a couple of tattoo artists like literally like publicly comment on the ads and stuff like that and they were like both of them it was they were kind of like mirror image like responses and they were like just leave this sort of stuff to the tattoo artists all this blah 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 and everything yeah. and i was like you're tattooing you're not putting it on t-shirts you dickhead <laughs> yeah like i, they, I have they're two of... completely different like um mediums aren't they but yeah, yeah. i've definitely like seen that like discourse before it was like it's like like what what makes well, like, who who says you have to be a tattoo artist to draw tattoos? Yeah, no, that was that's kind of my <laughs> yeah. point. It's like it's just an art form. It's like yeah, like you, know, you don't like, own it, you wanker. Yeah, what do you think you invented tattoos? Like, <laughs> oh no, this guy did. This guy yeah, did. no, he that's really what did. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know. Some tattoo artists on the internet can be wankers. <laughs> oh yeah, big time, big time. I mean, there's a lot of lovely ones as well. Like, you know, oh yeah, I'm... oh yeah. I I was speaking more like Romeo Lacoste or something like that. Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, just kind of on like the design front. Then, um, I'm presuming you do all of your own design work. You don't outsource. Um, so I do outsource, uh, okay. but I do some of my designs myself, like more of the like photo manipulation stuff I would do myself, okay, cool. uh, in yeah, Photoshop yeah. or whatever. Um, like all of like my half tones and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. but then like, I have like a set of artists that I love working with and like, I really admire their work. So I've been pretty much working consistently with the same artist for 
the past like three years. Um, awesome. Yeah, like I, I think there is like quite a distinct, you know, like disconnect between some of the like styles of t-shirts that I've released. That, that's like, kind of why I was asking it because it's yeah. like you've got all these different styles, and I was really curious to see if it was like you doing it. And it's like, where the fuck are you getting all <laughs> these styles from from your own head, sort of thing? Yeah, but no, it's fair yeah. enough. I, I mean, I I love working with. With, with other artists and stuff it's great like you know you get a completely different um kind of design perspective when you're handing something over to somebody else and it comes yeah. back to you and it's like it's weird being in the position because i come from like the graphic design world and it's like when i've outsourced stuff like sending over my ideas to other people it's kind of like that's what people do to me do you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. Like people come to me for that and then going to somebody else to do it and seeing how they work and their processes and everything i just find really really interesting um but yeah no working with other people's wicked man yeah like uh i i only really release stuff that like i kind of want to wear myself you know like i it's, just, it's the only way you can't yeah you can't release things that you you wouldn't be seen in yeah exactly. there's no there's no authenticity there is there otherwise yeah, like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll sit down with Photoshop and, like, mock-ups and I'll, you know, like, put together a design on a t-shirt or a hoodie or some joggers, whatever, and uh, I'll have, like, a little think being, like, which artist would this best sit? And, uh, like, I've I've got, like, a, a deathcore sort of, like, mega black cult metal guy. I've got, like, a, a little rubber hose cartoon guy. <laughs> I've got, like... <laughs> yeah yeah like uh you name it you've got a guy for it oh man yeah yeah and like that that's what i love as well like building like relationships with these people um like why like i, I never would have imagined a couple of years ago like i would have a guy in the philippines that i got to do like black metal logos like <laughs> yeah um yeah no it's, it's that exciting like when you have like an idea and you can kind of like mock it up yourself you send it to someone um mm. it comes back like totally fully formed yeah and then because i'm i'm now like printing everything myself i can literally burn the screen go up to the press and hold it in my hands and i'm like i can't fucking wait to release this <laughs> like yeah that's yeah. It's such a cool feeling as a brand owner isn't it like i remember when when we made the the leap from outsourcing our our prints to kind of me going oh i'm gonna learn how to screen print and then getting that first one nailed is such an amazing feeling yeah and then it's like sure. and then somebody goes and buys it and it's just like oh fuck i've done that from like start to finish you know i've fucking i've sat there, i've come up with the concept i've designed it i've you know set it printed it and then actually screen printed it onto a fucking t-shirt and somebody's gonna bought it and it's like i think a lot of a lot of the time like with um with i mean the, the end user i guess like the, the consumer is they don't realize how much actually goes into like our brands yeah like you you know well, i think a lot of the time they don't actually care either i know it sounds terrible <laughs> no 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 <laughs> they, 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 they only this care is... about what it looks like and how much it costs I th going back to kind of like saying when we were saying about like finding it difficult to get guests on the pod like i mean we haven't found it massively difficult but it's like there has been weeks where it's like oh we don't have a guest on this week luckily like we record two weeks ahead so we've got a two-week buffer sort of thing but 
I think when when COVID happened, there was like a massive spike in like new brands being launched. Yeah. But a lot of them were um kind of went down the drop shipping route. Um, so it was like they didn't actually handle any garments. They were they might have been, you know, putting a design together, but it was sent off to a fulfillment house and then they never see and it gets sent directly to the to the customer. And I think, you know, some people don't give a fuck about that. You know, they don't yeah. give a fuck where their where their clothes have come from or where they're produced or how they're produced, whether it's DTG or transfers or screen print or whatever. But I think there is a certain end user that does care and they're the ones that we want to obviously get as customers and keep as customers. Yeah. Because they appreciate the kind of the I guess the effort and the craft that's gone into it. Like, you know, we we don't want to be this like massive band that brand with like millions of followers and stuff like that. I know, I know that sounds fucking like, oh, don't want it anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, just don't. Like, you know, I don't want warehouses full of fucking stock and shit like that. Like, I'm quite happy with where it is. Like, yeah, having our, our pool of, like, regular loyal customers that appreciate what we do. I think a good like, way... enough. A, a good way to get those sort of customers, and it's something that actually you've done, Justin, is to show behind the scenes of how how things are made like you you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you show yeah. your screen making process and and the printing and that you don't need to do it all the time but just just enough so that people can see that you're you're physically working on something and it's not just something you are outsourcing and and getting made elsewhere it's something that you're you're, you're crafting you know from the ground up yeah mm. I, I think that is like I've, I've had so much good feedback about that and like i don't usually like show my face too much on the internet or anything like that uh so i'm like a bit iffy about you know like taking videos and editing them and no, i'm the same whatnot the same. like uh so when i do like these little like 30 second like uh here's me exposing washing out and printing a t-shirt or whatever like uh mm. it's just like the feedback that you get from something like that is all people being like I had no idea that's how a t-shirt was printed or like do you actually do this yourself and you're like well yeah like yeah. um i mean it's a compliment really like it is yeah yeah it's, it, it's a huge it, compliment. It, when you when you first hear it you're like oh, that's a bit of a shitty thing to say but actually no they're 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 so ignorant of the process mm-hmm. that they they can't physically conceive of how it's done so when they see that mm-hmm. you're you're doing it they're you know it's impressive for them yeah like to be fair about two or three years ago like i didn't know if stitch about screen printing at all <laughs> like yeah. uh, hmm. so i guess you can't expect i don't think uh, any of us as brand owners do when we start out though it's like i mean i, I was i was i was born with a squeegee in my hand mate i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so you were born with squeegees for hands yeah, yeah i actually um, haven't seen your hands yet pav so <laughs> <laughs> what's your helmet over there <laughs> He's got him down his pants. Um, uh, I'm holding the I'm holding the space bar at the moment because I I'm, I'm aware that I keep cutting in and out, so I'm trying to I'm trying to not not um not confuse the conversation too much. <laughs> um, two parter. What uh what ink route did you decide did you decide to go down? So plastic solid water based. Okay. And I, I guess what was your kind of learning curve with screen printing kind of how did you how did you actually start printing yeah okay um yeah so i know you're water based right yeah 
I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a water bitch, as we call him. <laughs> water bitch, yeah. <laughs> I love it how you say we is like the, this is the collective known thing. It's like people who print water-based are called water bitches. Yeah, and a, and a, gr- a group of you is called a, a group of water by. <laughs> yeah, um, I have been plasticol from the day I first picked up a squeegee. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, I don't have anything against plastisol. I really don't. I think I think some people maybe have this concept, I guess, misconception of me being a water-based printer that I hate plastisol. I really fucking don't. I actually quite like plastisol. Um, do, do you just, use it? or uh, I do a bit, yeah. yeah. Um, although I personally, I prefer the look and feel of water-based. Yeah, I, I could definitely get behind um, the feel of water-based. Uh, like mm. how it like sinks into like the fibers and stuff and like it doesn't yeah like sometimes I, just, if... I don't think you can come close to it with plastisol yeah like sometimes with plastisol if you're doing like a like a you know quite a crowded print with like loads of different mm. colors in one area like it can kind of feel like a big sticker yeah yeah we call that yeah. a bulletproof print i was about <laughs> yeah Darcy beat me to it yeah uh i don't know if you guys seen the like Nirvana parody thing that I did, the Pervana uh, one. Pervana, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it <laughs> like I had to like uh, use like reducer and stuff on the plastisol to like not get it to be so fucking heavy. It felt like you're wearing a phone book on the front of your t-shirt. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like I I think it's basically a water-based print now, but a plastisol-based water-based <laughs> print. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, it, it's oh, heavy. See, yeah, yeah. It's four color and it's like so crowded. Uh, yeah, I mean the the only other way because it's printed on black, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. So I mean the only other way is like generally speaking, anything printed on black ends up being heavier. So do yeah. do yeah, do a, do a, do, a, do a white t shirt for those of us that like <laughs> white t shirts. <laughs> um. Sorry, what was the second part to the question? So, so the second part was kind of what did your your learning curve with screen printing look like? How did you actually get started? Uh, like, right, what what yeah. equipment did you start with? What were your your fucking pitfalls and all that? That okay, stuff? yeah. I bet you had a blue press, didn't you? A little Chinese blue press. I oh. didn't. Yeah, I went. <laughs> I went straight for the Hopkins. Good man. Hopkins. Oh, Good yeah. man. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. Yeah, I remember talking to uh, my mom about it. And she was like, basically buy nicer, buy twice. Yeah, one hundred percent. And she's sort of very talk, wise woman. Yeah, talked me out of uh, getting something shit that I would have to like replace or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. So I went for like one of those bundles on Screen Print World. Oh, uh, okay. And it was like a Hopkins four color one station. I think it came with four screens. Uh bucket of emulsion emulsion and maybe like four or five inks some squeegees some you know like the basically just the starter kit uh and uh i remember like watching so like i'd ordered it after watching like some like lee shirt or tino ink or whatever on youtube you like tino yeah man yeah he's he's isn't he just isn't he just a happy 
beautiful lovely yeah. soul isn't he just he? seems like a lovely man yeah i fucking love that guy he's he's so wholesome <laughs> yeah like i love his little uh videos where he gives like 10 tips or whatever yeah. and so, sometimes the tips are like uh don't use too much ink on your screen or else your squeegee will get messy and i'm like oh bro that's so wholesome <laughs> I, I love i love that he's now started introducing cooking tips while uh oh. <laughs> Some oh. of his videos, he's like skateboarding in them now. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? I love like, him. Yeah. I love him. Uh, he, he, I, 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 I want him to be a family member so I could have an excuse to go and see him all the time. I think he's brilliant. <laughs> he is brilliant. Yeah. I, yeah. So, like, I, I watch quite a lot of uh, YouTubers like, uh, like Tiano and The Print Life and whatever else. And, uh, you know, like those videos, like how to screen print for beginners or whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was during the second lockdown, maybe something like that. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna like bite the bullet, buy the buy the press, buy the exposure at the flash dryer, or whatever. Just like get a whole setup at once, and then I'll have to learn how to do it. Yeah, and that sort of like forced me to do it. What was that thing you wrote down earlier? <laughs> yeah, motivation through yeah aspiration, um, like yeah, whatever. Um, oh, it, yeah, but it, it looks like what I've actually written is masturbation through decapitation. <laughs> <laughs> That's one yeah. of the band's Darcy friends. Yeah, yeah. motivation through desperation. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's um, wicked though, mate. I, th I think, I mean, we've spoken about it before, kind of like the whole process of getting into printing and saying like, I think where a lot of people give up is like the exposure process. Because it they it is. It. It, like, but at the end of the day, pulling a squeegee is fucking easy. That's the easy part. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually putting ink on a shirt is the fucking easy part. It's the setup like, is, is so cruel to beginners. Yeah. Like the, the learning yeah. curve is so, so steep. Um, but that, I, that, that, that means that anyone that's left doing it should be really fucking good at it, shouldn't they? Well, you'd think. But so, yeah. yeah, but somehow, <laughs> somehow that still isn't true. No, <laughs> I know. It's mental. It's the uh, idiots have persevered enough to make it through. Like It's madness. You, you should have yeah. seen me, like, the, the first uh, maybe week or two that I was, like, trying to print some stuff. I, like, I was trying to print on bed sheets. Uh, and it was like a fucking like Laurel and Hardy or like a Three Stooges sketch. Uh, like I'd I'd get the print laid down, I'd swing the carousel around, I'd inspect the print, put my head back up, get hit in the head with the fucking screen. <laughs> I'd like I'd like knock into a tub of glue, uh, all over the floor, and my shoes would stick to the floor. Or some shit like, oh, uh, it was awful, man. Like I, there's been there was times I was just sitting there thinking like. I am not built for this. Like, yeah, so what the what the fuck have I done? <laughs> I am too goofy. I'm too clumsy to do this. <laughs> there are so many ways to fuck up with screen printing. Oh man, it, yeah. it, 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 it's amazing. Nice. Anything ever gets printed. Like you, you can be absolutely perfect up to the point. You can have a perfectly done screen. You can be completely mm. clean and tidy. You can load the screen. You can pull the first test print, banging perfect. Pull the second one, screen pops. You're like, yeah. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> tell you something i have i'm gonna gloat here a bit i have never ever had a screen pop well i, I, I haven't you. had i haven't had a screen like pop off but i've uh i've taken a brand new screen 
out of a box and immediately turned around and rammed it into a corner of a table. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if that counts as a screen pop. <laughs> Just, Fuck you! <laughs> honestly, like, I, I honestly felt like crying. Like, <laughs> I've had the, the worst one for me is when I've, I've put something in the, a, a coated screen in, the, in my drying cupboard, my tiny little drying cupboard that I've got, and I turn the fan on, the fan's got like three settings and face it like into it rather than up and I turned it on blowing hot hot once and it got so hot in the cupboard that every screen I pulled out it all the screen just completely delaminated from the frame <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah, fucked up like six screens in well, I, 25 I had minutes. that when um when uh yeah it was this summer I went over to the unit and I had a load of jobs I needed to get out and I filled up the 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 drying cabinet and so what it does is it it, it doesn't have like a um like a temperature control on it. I wish we'd gone for the bigger one because it's got like proper like monitored temperature control. Um, but we didn't anyway. Um, so what it does is it obviously pulls the the air in from the room, which is at whatever temperature. So you kind of just have to gauge like where you're gonna put the dial, sort of thing. So I know if it's cold out, I'm gonna put it basically on max because it's fucking freezing and it's warming up cold there. But I didn't realize that at the time um because we hadn't had it that long so i put it on max and it was like 40 degrees in the unit so inside this <laughs> fucking inside this screen cabinet i checked it with the temperature gun it got to 90 degrees this is i, I don't know how the screens didn't pop i really don't but it basically it melted it, it, them. It, it melted the aluminium like free it exposed <laughs> the um it exposed all the emulsion um because emulsion obviously exposes with heat as well as yeah. light um, and I put my hand in to grab a screen and I fucking burnt the whole middle of my hand, oh my like right across the middle. And I was like, it was almost like, you know, when something's that hot, it feels like it's going to stick. <laughs> it was like that. I was like half of it, expected to pull my hand away and it just like, my skin was just missing. Oh um, my God. Yeah, that that was quite painful. Like is, that, is, that, burns. is that your willy hand as well, Darcy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, always uh, go in with an non-dominant one, mate, always. Yeah. I'm not risking it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of yeah. some whoopsies that I've made, but uh so uh I, I have like this really, really janky heat press. Um it's like the one off Amazon that costs like a hundred and fifty quid or whatever. The 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 fire hazard one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the one where the temperature gauge means fuck all. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, it just means it's on. That's all. That's all the temperature yeah. gauge means. Yeah, I, I have noticed that <laughs> that it's way hotter than it says it is, and I don't have like a temperature gun to check, so I just kind of kind of roll with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I it like when you use it, it sort of like comes loose a little bit. Uh, like it doesn't tighten. <laughs> the like the hot part like the top does not tighten and if when you're pressing <laughs> maybe like 50 shirts or whatever and i always like swing it in one direction which is like off the table like towards the end of my table that i print on and uh <laughs> i must have swung it like a bit too hard uh but the the whole top of it came off <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like the, the whole heat press like sort of like 
catapulted itself like rolled off the table and like near put and i print in a loft as well so it like almost went through like the plastic board like floor that i got um that was one of the scarier moments i mean it's scary for the person underneath yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that scene from home alone with the iron yeah, yeah. so to th- now we're on the subject of your your, your printing and, and your loft and whatnot. What does your setup look like, particularly like brand wise? Do you keep a lot of stock? Do you do things on like drops and pre-orders or how, how are you operating things? Um, so I, I never really do pre-orders. Um, not since I've like started printing. Uh, I'll maybe, you know, like print 20, keep the screens around like if they sell out or if a certain size sells out i can always go up and print more i'm usually printing on the same type of garments which is like black t-shirts black hoodies whatever uh so at the moment my press is just ramo full of boxes full of ep18s ep100s uh <laughs> like uh whatever like some hoodies uh yeah like i I don't like doing pre-orders because I never like pre-ordering something myself. Like, if I want to order something, I want it to be, like, ready to be shipped to me. Like, looking at it, like, if I was going to be the consumer. Uh, hmm. So I'd like to do that for other people as well. How does how does that feel, though, having... Because you obviously means you have to carry a lot of stock. Yeah, I'm, like... I, I never overprint anything too much. Like I've maybe got about sixty printed tees that are like slightly over to my left here mm. that haven't sold. Um but is that just of one design in particular or just Oh no no like it? like every design ever. Like uh and like I mean I'd hate to say this, but like last last time it got this bad I did like a mystery box seal. Hmm. all of it went it was brilliant like no really yeah man like you sell uh a mystery box for 50 quid stick the the worth of like 80 to 100 pound in there well like it's not costing me that much Mm. obviously um but like if you're just looking to get rid of stuff in like certain sizes or whatever mystery boxes are the way to go like and people love a good like you know mystery box put your little wee logo on the side of it uh yeah yeah you get like a like a few little tiktoks made about it like <laughs> oh you're on the tiktok are you oh mate no <laughs> i basically post my instagram reels to tiktok um but uh it's definitely something like i i want to get more into um not necessarily you know like dancing in front of a camera to like a trendy audio like buy my t-shirts or whatever um <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think you need to do that with it i mean you obviously listened to the andorra one when i was away that was lectures one fixative wasn't it yeah yeah i mean he's had like mad success like purely accidentally i checked the other day and his screen printing video is now at 86 million views that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah it's, it's mad it's like, mad lecture stop it <laughs> Yeah, like if you post, take it down. <laughs> no yeah. one needs to know. We don't need any more screen printers. <laughs> yeah, Fletcher, take take your pants down, Fletcher. 
<laughs> yeah, but he was saying like he's he's had like lo- shitloads of views and everything, and and on TikTok he's had a fair few, and it it doesn't really equate to that much more business for him. Mm. Yeah, I I guess like the the way it's got to be now with brands and like brand presence on the internet, like at least the way I see it is that the the brand has to have like a sort of face i guess like yeah if, it's if just look... it's just a, it's a legitimacy test isn't it for, for customers yeah yeah like if you look at how um like jack from modern streets is doing it mm. i think he's a really great example of like he's on his story every day with his yeah. face and he's like uh doing like his dtf prints and stuff uh and he's just opened that shop in uh manchester mm. like I like I can't think about modern streets without thinking about Jack, and I think maybe his customers yeah. fe- feel the same way about it. And it, he's done really, really well with that. Like, and he pushes mm. seals using videos of himself, like speaking to his phone, and it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's turned the brand into something a lot more like personable. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I think I, I've always struggled with that. You've got to be the right kind of person, haven't you? That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like before it was like the brand just kind of spoke for itself sort of thing. And it's kind of now at a stage where I'm like, I'm not giving up the brand, but it it has taken a massive backseat to the print shop and it kind of just ticks along on its own. And I'm not going to suddenly turn around and go, oh, this is what I'm doing. Here's my face. Because it's like, that's just not me. And secondly, it's like the brand's never operated that way. You know, there's there's plenty of brands out there that I think have, you know, done it in, I guess, a bit more of a faceless way sort of thing and, and been yeah. very, very successful. But I think it is that is more down to the like the brand owner. And I think people get on board with the brand owner. Yeah, maybe more so than the brand. I, I don't know. I mean, they obviously the, like it, the brand if they're buying buying from them. But I yeah. think they do get on board with the owner if there's somebody like that. You look at like, I don't know, like um, like Born Dead, for instance, and they're like it's very much focused on um, was it Vinny and uh, I can't remember what her name is. Um, they're a couple, but um, yeah, it's very much focused on them and they're kind of like the, I guess the source material for the photo shoots and stuff like that. And it's like you know it's it's just really fucking cool and it's really nice to see but i could personally i could never see myself doing it because i'm yeah. just not that kind of person i'm like i'm 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 an introverted extrovert um or an extroverted introvert one of the two um <laughs> you like it inside you like it outside that's what you're saying uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think what, what really all it is is identity that's all mm. it is so like bob the streets is identity hi jack by the way looking forward to seen in february um yeah like <laughs> I, 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 identity wise like his identity is his brand but also him but then if mm. you've got a brand that has a very very strong identity and i don't just mean like a cool logo and like everything's the same style because that isn't necessarily mm. identity but it has like yeah. a theme a very strong theme that runs through it that can carry itself that's the same thing that's the same thing as as having a face on a brand i think yeah yeah like there's um there's a brand that blew up a little while ago on tiktok uh they were called boys get sad too um yeah i've seen them yeah yeah like i i I think they're just like one of those brands that um 
donate like a portion of their profits or whatever to like mental health organizations and uh like i i don't think i've ever seen the owner's face but like they blew up like massively um and i i've never even considered that it has an owner <laughs> like it's mm. it's just the but the, i think the flip side of that is i've seen brands that have tried to go down the route of like you know i, I like oh i don't want to make it a faceless brand and i want to be like the face of the brand and all this and it's like and it goes literally nowhere because sorry to say it but they're not the most interesting person in the room do you know what i mean yeah, it's like that, and that's, that's not me of... trying to sound like a dickhead it's like you're just not the you, you may be confident enough to do it but the fact of the matter is is you're just not interesting enough yeah that that's kind of like but... my fear about it as well like uh yeah, i mean I, yeah I, you I, are boring yeah man i, I know yeah <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I don't I think could... you've got you should have any fear about that whatsoever mate honestly I, I, I could you know like uh post an instagram story uh about like me talking about like okay yeah so i'm printing this shit today or whatever um but like I, I've just got a feeling that I would watch it twice <laughs> and then delete it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd be like, no, that's fucking cringe, bro. Like, well, the, like, going back to like, you know, like a brand like Born Dead is who are obviously fucking massive now. Like they're in the states, but you know, they'd be one of the brands that I would absolutely like fucking kill to have on here and just have a chat with them just because of how they started and it is literally the whole cliche story of like oh we started screen printing on our kitchen table and stuff like that but to see where they've come from from there and also being like the faces of their own brand sort of thing is just such a fucking cool like brand identity and they and they really yeah. really play on it but it's not done in a like in a kind of like tacky like oh look where we came from kind of way it's just like yeah. acknowledging the roots um and yeah I, th I think a lot of brands are very very quick to try and move away from i guess where they've come from like you know some big brands in kind of our little niche of like the whole tattoo inspired stuff mm. that have you know kind of started in a very small space and that was really fucking cool because they let you in and they let you see like like the, the like the the workings of their their business and their brand sort of thing and then the second they've grown and they've got employees it's like oh no we're like a faceless kind of company now and it's just like that's yeah. just a bit dull now isn't well, it? sometimes like... the worst thing that can happen to a brand is getting too big yeah no exactly exactly with these brands that i used to buy from it's like their customer service has gone to shit. Their the quality of their stuff isn't that great anymore. And I'm not naming one particular brand. I'm oh, go probably on. talking about two or three. <laughs> go on. No, because I'd still love to have them on the pod at some point. <laughs> we'll tell, when we when we get them on the pod, we're telling. Just so you know, we got you in the pod. Do the whole interview. And be like, you're shit. Your stuff's shit now. I don't like you anymore. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's it's just a bit of a shame because it's like, you know, the, the, the brands like that I followed kind of not from their fucking conception or whatever, but from kind of like early days of when I was kind of developing an interest in this like niche and that. And then to see them blow up is like, yeah, it's fucking cool. Good for them. But it's like, I think a massive part for me anyway in like brand ownership is kind of like maintaining that consistency with how you how your brand comes comes across yeah. and like and the things that you're delivering 
and it's like and if you can't maintain either of those like i don't know it just becomes a bit of a machine doesn't it yeah it's not really got any soul to it like i I think you said before that uh downcast has you know like a core audience like people who yeah yeah support you yeah like low life's the same like maybe not every drop they don't buy everything no of course not like (laughs) not everything's going to appeal to yeah exactly that group of people yeah like so i i couldn't put a number on it or whatever but like i do have like people who are always like looking out for me like looking out what i'm doing and if they like it they buy it like but say like if i got bigger i would be afraid to lose those people (laughs) like like because we we've built like such a little uh like niche corner of the internet uh (laughs) like but that's that's really cool that you think like that though because i think it is I think when those numbers start rolling in and, you know, you're earning a lot of money and stuff, I think a lot of people forget that it's like, they're the people that have got you there. Literally that core group of customers are the ones that have got you there. Not the ones that have come once and bought a t-shirt and fucked off and never come back. Exactly. That's by the by, you know? Yeah. All right. You've made fucking 25, 30, whatever quid from selling, selling them a t-shirt. But if they don't come back, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, does it? Like, you know, it's, you know, downcast isn't my full-time job anymore. Like low life's not your full-time job, is it? So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah all right. That 25 quid is nice. Yeah. But if you're yeah. never going to see that person again and you're not going to, they're not going to be invested in your brand and you're not going to build like, a, I guess, a business customer relationship sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's just a bit irrelevant. We, we've know? had, a, we've had similar conversations just before, like really how big do you need the brand to be? Like mm. it, 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 if it's big enough that it just ticks over, you, know, you earn a few quid out of it. You keep people happy that like your style. You're happy. You're releasing things you love. And I think that it goes back on to kind of like having having the like the physical location thing that a lot of brands that we've spoken to uh, are a, a lot more keen to push. Is like mm. if you've got like a bricks a brick and mortar store, or you're focusing on pop ups, or you're doing markets regularly and stuff like that. It's like you don't need that, like that massive online presence and stuff, because you've got yeah. people that are going to come back to you every, whether it's every week, every month, every two months, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, and even if it's not buying, they're going to browse and they're going to have a chat and they're going to remember you. And I think that's more important. That says more than you know the person coming and just buying one t-shirt once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there used to be a brand around Liverpool. Uh, they were called North. Uh, nrth yeah um darcy's nodding for the spotify listeners uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, jig- I'm 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 jiggling for the spotify listeners <laughs> nods and vapes uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's another thing for a t-shirt nods and vapes <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh north they had a they had like a tiny little store in this uh sort of like market-esque building it was like a converted like oh fuck i don't even know what to call it like an art deco building that was like converted into little independent stores uh, it was called quiggins uh i think it's like a restaurant or something now but anyway uh the dude from north uh joey i think his name is uh but yeah like i, I used to love going in and seeing him and being like, oh, what's new? And he'd like, you know, 
proudly show me what like because he designed everything he would like proudly show me what he designed and like i'd pick up a few things and i'd be back the next month because i fucking loved mm. going there and like yeah. seeing him do well and like he i don't think he ever like really blew up on the internet like but he you know like he, he was a bit of a legend in liverpool like <laughs> you know like, well the internet isn't everything is it uh, exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, where everyone goes to look for look for things, and yeah, I'd, I'd like if I, thing if I, people, I'd love people a expect shot. Amazon Amazon service nowadays, and it's Amazon's ruined people. Which it's it's turned people who are already unreasonable into <laughs> the worst people on the planet, and it's turned people who were relatively reasonable into knobheads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and especially like over okay. the past you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> over the past like christmas period like with all the post strikes mm. and uh did you what, what about that fucking like royal meal hacking or something like some sort of like mm. russian hack like they they were like advising you not to send parcels like abroad it's mad isn't yeah. it and I, i've still got like a load of like orders going to like the mainland europe that my post office are saying like you know, don't send these yet. <laughs> like, well, when can I send them? Because I'm I'm about to get a very angry Greek email here. <laughs> <laughs> we had one today, and it's like it, it kind of unrealistic customer expectations. They're in they're in Eastern Europe, and they placed an order a few days ago, and they messaged the day after the order saying, "Where's my parcel?" What? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, mate, like, don't even fucking start. Like, you do get that sometimes, so like. But he's messaged me five times since. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll be, I'll be cancelling the order. I wouldn't even like, twice about no, it. It's, it's already gone. It's already gone. And mm. he's like, this is like, this is taking an unreasonable amount of time and everything like that. And it's like, so we say for international orders, we say allow up to fifteen working days, which I don't mm. think's unreasonable, right? Especially with like the shit that we've had with Brexit and stuff getting through customs and then the Royal mm. Mail strikes and everything like that. Um, so we're on day like nine working days, I think it is now. Um, and he messaged me again today being like, well, since it's been four days that I spoke to you last, I think it's maybe worth you checking the tracking again. It's like, you've got the same tracking that we do, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Like, what do you, I, I can't just like call up like Royal Mail and be like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to speak to your to your head tracker, please. Um, can you tell <laughs> tell me where this parcel is? Um, it's just yeah, it, the whole online thing is really, really starting to do my head in. If I'm being brutally honest, I really want to start I... doing just more local stuff like uh, so our, our local council have done something really fucking cool. Um, so they had a they've had a like a town market for for years, but about three or four years ago they handed it over to a private company who organised markets, and it became really fucking shit. And they were charging silly money for what it was. It's like Burgess Hill was a little town, like, and it was like fifty quid for a stall. Where it was a bit is like, this, uh, so we're uh, just north of Brighton. On the south oh, coast. Okay, right. Yes, yes. Um, but it's like it's a little town. There's not much going on. 
Um, and they wanted like 50 quid for a stall. And I was like, I can get like a stall in the center of Brighton for like 35 quid. Like, mm. you know, what are you on? Um, so we never did it. Anyway, the council recently took it back and bought it in-house. And uh, I inquired about having a stall, like a regular stall, um, the other day. And they got back to me today. And they were like, uh, because I said, like, you know, how how much is a stall sort of thing? Um, and they were like, oh, we don't actually, it's like, it's free. What? But you what? Can, yeah. It's a free market and you can go and pitch up. And they were like, the only condition is we don't provide any equipment. Like they were like, if you want electricity, it's like a 10 pound a day charge sort of thing. Um, and you have to have public liability insurance and all that. Um, but yeah, you can rock up and trade and whatever. They're like, we're just trying to draw more people out onto the high street. I'm like, that's a really, really fucking cool, like yeah. way of doing it. I mean, it's good value as well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, what better way of getting people onto the high street than going to like local businesses and local makers and traders and stuff like that and being like, you can have a, a market stall for free. Mm. Just come. Yeah. That's it. That's like, there's no fucking catch to it or anything. It's just like, you know, if you want to revive the high street or whatever, that's... I think that's probably one of the best ways you're going to do it by actually giving people incentive or giving businesses incentives to come and fucking do it. Like, you know, we've looked at like retail spaces and stuff and it, from a financial point of view, it doesn't make sense nah, because yeah. it's so expensive. And like, you know, obviously like, you know, governments and, and councils and stuff. So no, you know, our local businesses are dying out. And so like, well, why don't you cut the fucking rates then? <laughs> Yeah, like... there's a start. There's a fucking start. You know, cut business rates and cut rent. Like... Today's <laughs> episode hard, is, is sponsored by the UK government. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of cunts. Um... <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, have you had like much experience like mm. selling face to face? Like, do do you go to like the conventions or the markets and stuff or? We've we've done like quite a quite a lot of markets and events and everything. Um, I have a background in sales, so I'm generally pretty good at it anyway. Um, yeah. Also, don't have a brand. Well, don't well do have a brand, I suppose. Now, don't I? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you have guys have started a brand. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the brand social. <laughs> no, no, no. We... It's called the Brand Social Podcast Brand. Yeah, nice. It's so good. We <laughs> named it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's really genuinely catchy. though i would probably buy one of those like a <laughs> brand social <laughs> podcast brand <laughs> we're gonna do it in really really big letters so it's literally just gonna yeah. be this massive square. Oh, like oversized print <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we, we've got a little brand on the go we're still working on it we've um slowly slowly catchy monkey that's not the name of the brand that's that's how we're whoppering at the moment oh it is now <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, yeah, you can just call us SSCM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've we've got a bit of experience doing like the markets and and stuff like. That. We might be doing some pop ups uh, this year with Downcast um, nice and potentially one. with mine and Pab's new friend. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I just think they're a really nice thing to do. It's like even if you don't have like a like a great sales day i guess mm. you 
you get to meet like it like even like meeting like the other traders and stuff like that and other brands or businesses whatever it is it's just really fucking cool and it's like and i've like made relationships with people that i will probably speak to for forever you know it's that they're not they're not like massively close or anything like that but so long as they're still going and we're still going we'll probably carry on talking and like like form a like a relationship sort of thing um and that's like a really cool element of it it's like you know when you go and trade somewhere whether it's a market or it's a pop-up or it's an event or or festival or whatever like you know the people that you're pitched next to you're both in the same boat it's like it's just worth having a chat you you know what i mean that's like i love chatting to people that's like like i was about to be like that's my hobby um (laughs) (laughs) but no i I genuinely do love speaking to people it's like it's one of like like in a really fucking sad way it's like one of my favorite things to do is just chatting to random people host of podcasts Um, likes to talk to people yeah yeah, surprise surprise Um, (laughs) but it's that that to me is like the main like i guess like takeaway from um from doing like you know the live events and markets and stuff is just yeah i guess forming relationships with like whether it be customers or other brand owners or other business owners or whatever i just think that's a really fucking cool part of it that you don't get from online well also Um, the 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 thing with selling in face-to-face and talking to people talking to customers is that they might not necessarily buy then but yeah. yeah, if they if they like you, they'll almost certainly buy in the future. Like pe- I've said this before, people don't necessarily buy products; they buy people. Yeah. And like if 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 you're if you're personable and you've got That's passion behind what you're trafficking what... <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode is sponsored by Epstein Island. Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, sake. yeah, I know. Try cutting that one out, you slag. Right? <laughs> no, but um. Yeah, but you might not have a customer then, but you will likely have a customer in the future. Whereas online, you just don't have that. Like you either yeah. have the well, customer it's, it's or you don't. It's easier to be remembered in person, yeah. isn't it? Oh, for sure. Even if it's, it's for the wrong you, reasons. You, <laughs> you think of the amount of brands that you see uh, like sponsored posts uh, by on Instagram. Mm. And it's like, it's every, what, every three scrolls or whatever, there's another sponsored ad for for some brand you've never heard of. I don't remember fucking any of them. It's like, unless yeah. that image is really eye-catching and it's like, and I click on it and it's like, I check the, I don't know, the price. I like the design. I like where it's come from. I like how it's printed, whatever. That's the only way I'm going to remember and follow that person mm. or th- that business or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I, d- I don't know. Just like seeing like, brands businesses business owners and stuff in the flesh to me is so much more um it's just so much more memorable you know it just just sticks with me and it's you know there's it's definitely something that i'd I'd like to get into um although you're basically doing it now yeah yeah it's it's just like being from uh the arsehole of nowhere uh it (laughs) i live in the southernmost town in northern ireland uh the only thing for like 20 miles is an asda <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all right like a pitch up the, shop in uh, the asda car park oh can you imagine <laughs> oh you gotta do that we we don't have taxis we don't have ubers <laughs> oh yeah i don't have taxis where i am either it's bloody awful 
do you have like food delivery? Nope. Nah. I, <laughs> no, I have, none of that. I have, I have one guy. His name's Abu, and you need to text him on Facebook <laughs> and send him the money on PayPal. And... <laughs> what oh, does yeah. he deliver? <laughs> well, he owns a restaurant. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. It's not just like, like, a, like a... you just get what you're given. Yeah, <laughs> like, actually, a, a, a very, very talented Indian chef, but you only order off him if you're absolutely shit faced and you want a kebab. <laughs> Strong work. <laughs> I've got I've 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 got a, a story which proves how much of a, a a village boy I am is I went on a stag do to London and I knew about Uber I'd used Uber and uh, it was like three a.m. and me and my friend were absolutely it's starving. Pr- it's pronounced Uber 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 <laughs> Uber and uh, so we were like I was like mate I've got to get I've got to get some food so I found the nearest McDonald's right and I thought I was so fucking clever I found the nearest McDonald's got went outside hailed an uber got the uber to take me to the mcdonald's with my friend and then i got the food and then i got another uber back and when i'm in the uber back i was chatting to the driver as i talked to everyone and he goes what are you doing i said oh we just went back to the hotel and then we just got an, an, an uber out to get some food and come back and he was like why didn't you use uber eats and i said <laughs> and i said well firstly i don't know what the fuck an uber eats is <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he explained to me that they will go and pick up the food for you. You can mm-hmm. order from. I mean, this this probably isn't a revelation to to our listener. Um, you can order food, and then Uber will go and pick it up for you. It blew my little tiny mind. <laughs> this this is when Pav came into the twenty first century. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, unbelievable! This is oh. I mean, like quick I, uh, I was... quick quick pause there. I really need a wee. Yeah, um, me, me you too. too I, I might, you uh, do too. All right, right we need a break. I'm well, gonna, I was about to say gonna, I might join you, but I won't. But I'm gonna go for one just, just, just out of solidarity. Nice. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, see you all in a minute. <laughs> You're on the toilet. No, um, I'll tell you what's happened. I'll tell you what's happened. All right. Oh, but, by the way, did it um, did it hurt again when you went for a wee? Yeah, I know the, the cream hasn't cleared it up, unfortunately. <laughs> I really so, wish you didn't bring the webcam into the bathroom. Though, <laughs> that's no, literally what I just said. I'm actually, uh. <laughs> I'm actually like, I'm 90 degrees from where I was. The problem I've got is, despite having booked what we were told was a, a very nice hotel, um, I've actually, uh, I can only imagine that prison cell would have would have better facilities. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's, I mean. Like location wise, it's spot on. You can literally like come out of the boot room and you're on the piece. It's wonderful. But um we've got two tight I mean, I'm not tall, I'm shorter than six foot, let's put it that way. My feet hang off the edge of this bed. Um my belly hangs <laughs> off the other side of it because I'm so fat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the door the, the, the door to the toilet, I'm not joking, is narrower than this bit. I'm standing in narrow. The door to the toilet is probably about that wide, and it doesn't open all the way because it hits the door into the room. So you have to like slide in to go to the toilet. There are no chairs. No good if you're in a rush. <laughs> no, it's terrible. <laughs> there, there's nothing to sit on. I'm now sitting on the floor because the, the, I, I was uncomfortable on the bed. I don't know if you was a bit fidgety. There's, there's nothing to sit on. There's nowhere to put the laptop. Um, and like, there's nowhere to put any like things. <laughs> so I'm quite, a, I'm quite a relatively tidy person. And so is my partner. And the place was... It's like a bomb's gone off because there's nowhere to fucking put anything. When you're like skiing, you have things. You need things like clothing and boots and shit. And there's nowhere to put anything. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I, 
I moved into a house with my girlfriend uh, just after, you know, and we had no furniture, right? And we had bought, you know, like the sofa, the TV stand, uh, you know, like the appliances and stuff. You don't realize how important it is to have places to put things like tables, right? 100%. Jesus, like the place was a fucking tip all the time because you had nowhere to set anything. Like, so we just got a bookshelf. But uh... this is the this is the this is the sum this is the sum total of areas I have to put things on. You ready? <laughs> yeah. For the, not... for the listeners, Pav has just shown us his uh, beautiful nightstand my little my little, my little sideboard and this is this is a, there is a wardrobe which i'm leaning on now um Lovely. But, yeah, yeah but i can't get to that half of the wardrobe because my little nightstand's in front of it <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious oh. anyway i still, I still haven't bought a wardrobe i've been like living by myself for what like four years now i still haven't bought a wardrobe no you probably don't need uh, one then do you they're, they're yeah, overrated yeah, for sure. Like I have like reels, obviously. Um so why do I need like a door that like covers the reel? Then I that's just extra steps to get dust, yeah. clothes. Dust, like... I suppose. <laughs> you know so you... the wardrobes not have dust. <laughs> Mine wardrobes don't. have moths. Indigenous to wardrobes, I think. No. So, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck me. Where, where did moths live before we invented the wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't exist. <laughs> it's like I bet when I bet I, I bet when we invented the the barn, barn owls are like, it's all come together now, guys. It's all coming together. <laughs> they're like rubbing their wings. Yeah, they're like yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> they fall into the trap. <laughs> that was a that was a pigeon, wasn't it? I know it was a pigeon. I don't know what owls sound like. <laughs> what do owls sound like? It's more like a like a who, isn't it? Like a yeah. No, that, that that was a wood pigeon, wasn't it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome welcome to the uh, to the bird social podcast. Okay, <laughs> I can do a bird noise. Hold on, lesser spotted tit. <laughs> no, I'm always spotted. <laughs> I, no, I, I lied. I can't do a bird noise. I thought I could. Yeah, I didn't think you could. You're just blowing in, <laughs> blowing into your hands. I can do I can do the noise of the lesser spotted just... yak. <laughs> oh, there we go! I did it. I can I can do the mating call of the yak. <laughs> you ready? You ready? Yak. <laughs> oh, this has really deteriorated since we all pissed. <laughs> oh. it's, it's what Pav does to distract from the pain in his willy. Oh, it's not. It's not just my willy. It's my. It's in my rectum as well because I've got nowhere to sit. I'm literally sitting on the floor, and the. Right, it's, the it's all the snowboarding, probably. I mean, my yeah, my legs are on fire from all the from all the backflips I've been doing. <laughs> not on purpose. Oh. But... <laughs> it's what happens when you fall down a mountain. <laughs> yeah, you just, just. Oh, we had a. We, we were running a bit late this morning, right? And just because we were just taking it easy because it's middle of the week. And there's this one run we haven't done, and we were desperate to go and do it. So we, we queued up on this lift, and this lift's fucking like, so long, goes on for ages, and it goes it goes straight, and then it goes down the valley, then it goes back up the valley, 
and then you where you land up then you have to get on another lift to go to the top we literally queued up we got on this lift that took like 10 minutes 15 minutes got there and literally the second we got there they closed that side of the mountain we had to get on the lift to come back again oh, <laughs> were, were you in um were you in avorias by any chance no no i'm in no i'm in alp duiz all right i've even picked up the dialect mate yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you know what I love in in the elevator on the way on the way to like dinner or whatever on the way back in the what sorry in the elevator the lift yeah well if you want if you want if you want to be a commoner you can call it that <laughs> in, in the elevator they always say like bon, bonsoir in the evening and I've I've really picked up the twang now so I I, I, I quite enjoy getting in the lift with French people because then when I get off on my floor I'm like bonsoir and you have a go as well don't you joanna no she's shaking her head she says she doesn't, nah, she doesn't it doesn't work when it's breakfast time yeah. <laughs> bonsoir. <laughs> anyway right where were we um right hi- hypothetical question for you mate um okay. so if you could add anything to your business um that you think it'd give it a major boost what would oh, it be? Yeah, yeah, easy. And it's not even that like out of reach. It's a it's a conveyor dryer. Oh, you need yeah. one. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I'm heat pressing everything at the moment. Oh shit, Amazon thing. Uh <laughs> a, a, the, you either need a, a, a conveyor dryer or a decent heat press. I mean, ideally yeah. you need ideally you need both. But yeah. like if you if you're gonna if you're gonna drop the dollar on a heat press, you may if you've got the space on you may as well drop the dollar on a conveyor dryer. Yeah, like we I... we may be selling ours soon. Ooh, what have you got? It's a little buddy. I was looking at a little buddy. Uh, why? What's wrong with it? Yeah. Why are you selling it? <laughs> nothing, nothing. It's it's just as a water based printer. I need something bigger. Yeah, big body. Well, yeah, I think they're <laughs> overpriced for what they are. But um, probably looking at like a uh, well, basically what Pab's got the Panther seven hundred uh seven hundred L. Mm. preferably in a 700lw but beggars can't be choosers but it's, it's I'm, I'm just keeping an eye you always have to one-up me don't you <laughs> you always have to one-up me yeah. if i've if i've been to tenerife you've been to 11 a reef that's just what you're like isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that was one of your better ones though that was good yeah yeah, Thanks, yeah. I, I might hit you up about that uh little body yeah, yeah. But, um yeah, just uh, just for the listeners, a, a little buddy is the name of the tunnel dryer. It's not just like some little elf that blows <laughs> blow, blow, blows warm air on a on a on a shirt after you printed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I do heat press everything at the moment. Um, I feel but, for you. Oh man, it takes fucking forever. But mm. I really really like the like pressed Teflon like texture that mm. like it gives plastisol. It like gives it like a nice gloss. Um, and you can like sort of see the little like pattern of the Teflon on the ink. Uh, it it makes it feel great. It makes it look great. Um, mm. And if you get like the what do you call it, like bacon paper, parchment, yeah, parchment paper, yeah. Um, that's if like you want the matte finish, you use parchment paper, knock the temperature down a bit. Brilliant. But for workflow. I mm. badly need a conveyor dryer. I think for for your um for your own brand, like doing that, if that's the texture you want and you love, yeah, then yeah. it makes a lot of sense. But as you're printing for other people as well, 
yeah, you, honestly, yeah. you won't, you won't, re- you, you, all the extra time you're going to get back. You're giving yourself, buying one is giving yourself the gift of time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like uh, when I'm curing, you know, like, I don't know, like, a, like white plastisol, you can blast that 180, 30 seconds, uh, rip it straight off. Perfect. But if you're doing like uh, like colored stuff, I find that you need to actually follow the instructions on the uh, <laughs> on the tub of ink. Um, you need to do it for a minute and a half at one fifty, one sixty, whatever. Um, and like a minute and a half turnaround for a shirt, it doesn't seem like a long time, mm. but when that minute and a half is counting down on the heat press, I could have three shirts printed, bro. Like. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like a lifetime behind me. Like yeah. in, in, in I mean, printing terms, a lifetime. I did, I did exactly the same thing. I've, I've said it on on a, the last couple of episodes, I think. But I used to have three heat presses going at once to cure all our stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was like, but I think Pab said it. Like I basically could have just put a belt under the heat presses. Yeah, and it would have been a conveyor drive. Just wafted um, it past them. Yeah, literally. <laughs> But yeah, when we I think when we got that conveyor dryer, I think I've noticed it now because it's like our average order volume is kind of like in the fifty to fifty to three hundred bracket. Um, it's like yeah, ha- having to run water base through that little buddy. I think if we're using high solids, it's it's okay. It's very slow, but if we're using medium or low solid zincs, we're having to run the shirts through the dryer twice, and it's ah. still slow. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a fucking pain in the ass. It's a brilliant dryer for for plastisol. Like Darren at Squeezed Orange, he's still got his little buddy, hasn't he? And he yeah, that's what he runs. He's yeah. some pretty big volume. Um, but yeah, it's a, hi I Darren, by the way. Bases. <laughs> Hello, Darren. Um, yeah, I think I think for for water based, it's just it's become incredibly limiting, and I'm spending far too much time on literally just running shirts through the dryer because it's like you know I'll print something and I've got to wait for the fucking shirt to move up rather than it's already gone, you know, sort of thing. So I just yeah. I just need something bigger. But yeah, awesome answer though, awesome answer. Ah, oh, cheers, bro. I uh, I have like dabbled in water base before. Um you're a closet I, water I, bitch I, I i i should come out as a water bitch um <laughs> but uh yeah i did so for, for the the fact that uh i was like promoting my stuff as like 100 percent vegan uh and plastisol <laughs> unbeknownst to me at one point is not vegan uh some some are yeah so like you have to get like the pvc free shit um no 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 because so when we had paul from humane made on he's uh all the stuff he uses is like vegan approved and everything like that and i, I can't remember what uh inks he uses um i'll ask him when i speak to him next probably in half an hour or whatever <laughs> um but yeah he the, the inks he uses are all vegan and it's it's normal normal plastisol yeah, um, I, I did get like a batch of uh like vegan approved uh plastisol, but it like the only difference I could tell was that it was like a, a little less like tacky. Um hmm. and when I read the label it said like PVC free. 
I was like, I, I don't I even could know what P. Be wrong, but I've got a I, feeling. I don't even know what PVC stands for. <laughs> uh, poly polyvinyl chloride is that right? I think you're right there. Yeah, but yeah. The, but that's the thing with water based. The majority of water based, unless you're talking traditional kind of um, water based, that is I guess traditionally more meant for use on paper substrates. Yeah, the stuff that you use for garment decoration water-based has pvc in it right like it's not pvc free this is why it, so chessie put up a a thing the other day saying i think it was like what are your pet peeves or oh that was it unpopular opinions mm. and i said printing water-based does not automatically mm. make you eco-friendly mm. yeah so it doesn't it's right. fucking bollocks it fucking irritates the life out of me the amount of studios out there that go oh we're an eco-friendly studio it's like you're not an eco-friendly studio because screen printing by design is not fucking eco-friendly regardless <laughs> yeah. of what fucking ink choice you use like, an you know, eco-friendly you... studio would just close <laughs> yeah it wouldn't exist you wouldn't be printing like you know just down to the you know the, the mass manufacturer of fucking garments and mass manufacturer of inks and chemicals in the amount of energy you use and shit like yeah. it's not environmentally friendly that's why i mean we've kind of build ourselves as eco-conscious which is, I think, the best that anybody's yeah, ever going to do. That's like... Because we make a conscious effort to improve everything that we do. And water-based kind of is a choice in that. Um, it is and it isn't, I guess. Because I think, I think, I think a... really, really, you pick water-based or plastic based on the, how the end product feels. Really, yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I think garment garment choice is obviously a massive factor. Mm. But then but Plastisol has its fucking pitfalls as well in terms of its environmental damage. Like, you know, I know obviously Pav, you have like a filtration system, mm. but not for my brain. Out, <laughs> a good a good chunk of shops out there just don't and don't give no, a No, they wash so everything down the drain. Washing plastic down the drain. Yeah, it's, it's like, terrible. So it's it doesn't matter like if you know you're obviously doing a good thing pav by having a, a filtration system and that but if unless everybody's doing it, it it can never be like even a fucking um environmentally responsible industry yeah because it's unregulated mm. you know there's no there's no body to say this is how you have to do things or that you like this is how you get these like I guess certifications or whatever, mm. which I think like certifications and training and a body to, to I guess. Uh, sorry, I'm going on a right tangent here, <laughs> but um, having like bodies to kind of like manage the industry, like a almost like a, I don't know, like a fucking ombudsman or, or fucking something like that. You know, is it ombudsman the right word? Uh, that, no, like no a, that's more for the consumer, isn't it? That's yeah, like that's a, a like complaints a, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. But like, I don't know, like a body that can actually manage it and oversee the industry. And it's like, these are the things that you have to do to be this and be that and whatever can only like it weed out the shit and it will help the people that are trying to, you know, do better in the print shops that are, are actually trying to do things in a responsible way. Like, you know, so I think I, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the reason... A lot of the time, though, people they're not doing it on purpose. They're just fucking clueless. Not not everyone goes into the details of things like we do. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, like it, it's it's better to say that you're conscious of what you're putting out rather than you're one hundred percent or whatever. Because like 
I, I see brands out there, you know, saying that they're environmentally friendly or whatever because they don't use like plastic bags to yeah, ship their it's stuff just in. Like, what? But, uh, but yeah, but you're going to print on, on Gildens. Gildens. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you fucking loon. Uh, it really does my. I, I don't fucking pull my punches with fucking, whether it's print shops or brands, anybody like that, because it does my fucking head in. And I get that a lot of it is down to probably. I guess a lack of education on it. Um, that's not me calling people stupid, by the way. That's just <laughs> what it is. It is a lack of education and a lack of research and lack of knowledge. Um, but it's that information is out there. It's not hard to find. It's like, you know, oh, what fucking garment manufacturers are the best for fucking, you know, sustainable production and stuff like that. And it's like, and they're very easy to fucking find. I tell you one thing, it's not fu- Guild and Art at the fucking top of the list. <laughs> They're at the fucking very bottom in the fucking scrap heap. Yeah. Um, Even on filtration, it took me, uh, I'd say, uh, uh, an overestimate, three hours to work out that I needed filtration, find out what mm-hmm. filtration was the best to do, and then build my own system with shit I bought off eBay for 90 quid. The whole thing cost me 90 quid. Sure. That's all. That's all it but costs. But even even if you don't want to build it yourself, you can buy filtration systems. Yeah, yeah exactly. Specifically yeah. for washout booths. Yeah. What's What's hilarious is the one I've built. Looking at it, uses exactly the same filters and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking mad. It's mad. Yeah. Is there any? Is there anything? Is there anything you'd want? I know you said you said about tunnel dryer. Is there anything you'd want? Um, for like for the brand specifically. Uh, for the brand mm, because obviously you said you like the feel of that so of the heat pressing so mm. you've got that you've already got the heat pressing going on for, for oh, your yeah. brand so is there anything that you would like to have to help with the brand specifically um i have been looking at like obviously like a larger heat press uh mm. you know like those like styles ones like with the auto electronics yeah, hotronics yeah. yeah um like the ones with the big blue cushioned arms and stuff like mm. that would be, oh, that would be a... i upgraded to one of them from one of our shitty heat presses yeah that would be a fucking dream compared to that bread. piece of shit i'm working with man like <laughs> <laughs> you, you love it really you love it really don't I, don't I, tell it you hate it because it will die yeah i will drop kick it when i go back <laughs> up there next to prove how much i hate that thing <laughs> <laughs> oh it's gonna it's gonna it's you know what it's gonna do it's gonna turn itself on in the middle of the night it's gonna commit harry carry fall through <laughs> the ceiling and <laughs> land on your chest <laughs> uh, and the beep in it is so obnoxiously loud as well right? <laughs> i i could go on a little tangent talking shit about my heat press but uh i won't it's, <laughs> it's, it's served you well for all its ills yeah well i mean it was 150 whatever quid and it's done me for like what two years or something so oh, it's, it's more than paid for itself then oh yeah yeah you can give it you some can, slack give it you some could, slack you could probably bounce it on for 50 quid <laughs> probably, uh, that, probably that's the man thing about it i sold my three heat presses that i had and they were fucking crap i sold them for 500 quid that's mad no. <laughs> Sort of for That's fucking mad. 500 quid for this bloke who wanted to start doing vinyl heat pressing. He bought all three of them as well. I didn't fucking sell them to three people separately. He bought the lot. Shit. Impressive well, work. Like, Sweet. Yeah. It's impressive did you, work. Did you tell him that vinyl's a waste of time? Or <laughs> no, no, vinyl, vinyl's great. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I um I bought a cricket like maybe two years ago. Uh, just to do like neck tags and like I don't know, like fucking like crafty stuff, like mugs and whatnot. Mm. Um, and it is so hard to get, you know, like a good cost-effective vinyl. Like mm. once you have like the screen printing set up, the costs for like printing a t-shirt is so much lower than if you're yeah. going with like the proper vinyl setup. I only use my cutter for stickers and stuff now. That's literally it. Don't use anything else. Well, that that I've been looking at a a a, a plotter cutter thingy just mm-hmm. to do because I've got the printer to be able to do stickers. Oh, hello. Yeah, literally like oh, print nice. it on like photo paper and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and like Cricut cut round them. Perfect. Like stuff awesome. like that. Fine, but like I cannot imagine weeding fifty. Like multicolored oh, no. design. I mean, that's the, that's the only reason I'd get a cutter though. Like whether it was a cricket or fucking like what that's similar to what you've got, Pav. Like is literally to cut stickers. Mm. So I yeah, don't really do HDV vinyl. Like, I, I I just have no interest in it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I I want to do stickers. Stickers um, and embroidery are my. I need I need a new downcast sticker because. Your downcast sticker that you gave me is not very waterproof, and it is no longer. <laughs> it is no longer you know on why? the front of my snowboard. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Because they're, they're paper, Pav. Oh right, okay. Can I have a waterproof <laughs> one, please? Uh, I think I've still got some vinyl ones. Yeah, I need to get some more printed, actually. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah. all right, it's all right. My question right. in it. Yeah, go on. Uh, what achievement are you most proud of with the brand so far? See, this is the one that I uh, I had like the biggest think about. Uh, I think my biggest achievement is yet to come. Uh, if that's like a bit of a shit way to put it, um, <laughs> like obviously I've done stuff that I'm proud of, um, but I've got stuff in the works with the brand that I'm like so so excited about. Um, oh, so I'm, you're like, gonna leave us on a cliffhanger with this one, are you? Uh, like, see, like, I, I would tell you what it is, but I don't want to, like, say it and then it not happen or something, like, you know, like, no, things that's are fair enough. Kinda, that's like, fair enough, yeah. like that. But I will say that it's it's a collab and it's not with a clothing brand, mm, okay. it's not with a band, okay? So, yeah, <laughs> oh, we we will keep our peepers peeled. Yeah, is it only fans? It is pictures of my <laughs> asshole, yes. <laughs> On a t-shirt. I said it wasn't with a clothing brand. <laughs> uh, you've put them on mugs. <laughs> like on oh. the inside bottom of a mug, so when someone finishes, they have to... Do you have any questions for us, mate? Ooh. Um... All right, let me have a think. Does it have to be like brand or screen printing really? No, or no, no. You? You're right, gonna ask okay. us anything. All right, let's go. Uh whether we answer or not is uh, another matter. Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> Pav, where are the bodies? <laughs> Pav, the people of Andorra have questions. <laughs> no, 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 no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um I'll say 
have you well I, i'll say i haven't listened to every episode so i don't know if people people have asked what your death row meal would be oh what a great question Ooh. yeah so great you question so pav's done something absolutely heinous and they've uh we, we know that yeah we, we know <laughs> that yeah. they finally caught up to me <laughs> they've reinstated the death penalty just okay. for you <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and they're they're offering you a last meal. <laughs> I would have I would have a jar of uh, you know those tiny gherkins cornichons. <laughs> I have, have a jar of those. Again, <laughs> a cornichon. I'd, I'd have I'd have a jar of those, and then I'd have a, a king sized um, chicken and mushroom pot noodle uh, with loads of kimchi stirred into it. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrendous. <laughs> Mate, it's 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 a great meal. So, I, so the question, so the question was, Pav is on death row, so no, I have to no, pick no, a meal well. to watch him die. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're there as well. I don't, I don't know what you've done there, but everyone knows what he's done. So. Um, <laughs> what do I pick? What do I pick? I think I'd have to go for something like really like um I don't know what I was gonna say there. I'd probably go for like a steak with mac and cheese. No cornichons. I know that's I, I know that's really <laughs> boring. But mm. I think that'd have to be my go-to. Like, like a, a sirloin. Yeah. Steak and mac and cheese. Yeah, man. I have never heard of that before in my life. What? But, Steak well, I'll tell you, and... tell you what's even better: steak, lobster, and mac and cheese. Yeah, steak, lobster, and yeah. pasta. Are you yeah, the... fucking? <laughs> You're fucking. <laughs> yeah, the holy, the holy trinity, mate. It's the holy trinity. Seriously, mate. Seriously, that's what I go for: steak, lobster, and mac and cheese. Mm, cornichon, pot noodle, and kimchi. Bosh. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is pa- Pav's one you could literally nip to any corner shop. Yeah. And get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, oh. it's, doesn't doesn't stop it being delicious. <laughs> oh, anything else, mate? Any other questions for us? <laughs> um, you see, like uh, they're all in the vein of food, man. Um, <laughs> I must be hungry. Yeah. I didn't actually eat before I came on here. So, uh, favorite fast food? Let's go for that. Who who does mm. the best burger? Maybe would be a better question. Who does Ooh. the best? Well, that's that's easy. I had, a, I had a Five Guys a few months ago, and it was shit. Yeah, but what about a burger? Also, you had to fucking like remortgage <laughs> the house. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I had to wait about half an hour for it as well. It was just like this is a fucking waste of time. And I'm there is no, now. there is no greater burger than the triple cheeseburger from McDonald's Save a Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off! Oh, oh, it's, I, it is the best. I remember going to uh, one the... of those during lockdown and like the disgust of like opening the paper and seeing this like fucking grey mess. Because like, the, 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 like... the problem is burgers have gone the way of crisps. Crisps used to be <laughs> the everyman of food, you know. You get your walkers, your chipsticks, like your space raiders, bosh. And then like you got your kettle chips coming in and the wanky ones they do in the cop. They're all delicious, but they don't need to be that poncy. And it's the same with burgers. A McDonald's triple cheeseburger is the best burger no. if, cheese if to bun to value McDonald's, ratio. If you're going to get anything from McDonald's, it's got to be a big tasty. 
I love a big tasty. Don't yeah, get me I wrong. Tasty, yeah. I do love a big tasty. But literally pound for pound, value wise, there's nothing better than a triple we're cheeseburger. We're not talking about value. Well, value <laughs> has to come the, into it. The best burger. All right. Yeah, if the, money was no object, then. Uh, two triple cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> a triple cheeseburger with the um, big tasty sauce. How does that sound? All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not like massive on McDonald's, really. Um, no, because neither I, am I. Well, yeah, you you said you were like I, small. I, guy, I quite you, right? I quite like my uh, my colon the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> and what about your your extracurricular activities then? <laughs> it gets inspected regularly. There's a few decent, like really decent burger places around there, like independent places. And they do like um, you know, like proper like like smash burgers and handmade yeah. burgers and stuff like that. Really nice. So I I don't have an answer for that. Um it's it's not the the 99p triple cheeseburger from McDonald's. <laughs> it's not 99p, it's one pound forty nine. Oh <laughs> fucking rip off. Actually, um, it might be the double that's one forty nine. I think the the triple's a bit more. I think it might be one ninety nine. Anyway, hmm. digress. <laughs> anyway, sh- uh, shall we do some random spells? I think we should one hundred percent. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Go shall on. I go first? Uh, go if you had to relocate, where would you move to? Ooh. Um, I don't know, man. Are these supposed to be quick fire? Because like my brain's not working very quick here. Uh... <laughs> Quickish. Nah. Whenever okay. you get, whenever you, um, whenever you get a chance. So I've been, I've been in Liverpool. Um, I've been in Stafford briefly. Uh, I've been Northern Ireland. I quite like the idea of going to America, but it kind of seems a bit fucked over there as well. Um, yeah, guns and all that. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> get shot or whatever. But yeah. Um, I and I I like what uh Jamie from TDP did. He like just yeah. like uprooted and moved to Helsinki or whatever. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. He's um, a fucking awesome dude, he is Jamie. Yeah, I love uh, that man. Yeah, he's lovely. Uh, and the I don't know him, but I'm going to say I love him as well, so I don't feel left out. Also, did you see his cock <laughs> tattoo? How gnarly is that? <laughs> <laughs> what, I, I haven't hold. seen it. No. He posted it on a story. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, you, did you mean it on on his penis or or of a male chicken? Oh no, he got like barbed wire on his cock. Oh my god! Yeah. They they wouldn't have a, a tattoo gun small enough to do that on mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just for there with a the... solitary needle. That's where the little body elf comes in the oh. uh, with his little tattoo gun. I've come to tattoo your penis. <laughs> uh, so he's yeah, Scandinavian now as well. Yeah, he's an elf. That's what they sound like, isn't it? Hello, I've come to tattoo your penis. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't really have an answer for that one. Um, That's what we'll let you off. Yeah. <laughs> I go to places, uh, I, I love them, and I think I should move here. And then I come back home and I'm like, yeah, no, no I'm all right here. Like, so. Fair enough. Um, do you push or pull? Ooh, I'm a pusher. Yeah. No. Oh. 
Uh, pill for the flood stroke, <laughs> fish for the yeah. <laughs> mm. I can get more Are get you... more weight behind it, you know, like more distribution. Fair I don't enough. know. It's okay. Well, we we don't we don't think any less of you. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> kind of feels like you. Uh, do, uh, but... <laughs> Pab's gonna go punch himself in the dick when we're finished. Just, I've, I've just got, <laughs> got give me the eye twitch, the, the stressy eye twitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, each, on the verge of an aneurysm each to their own each to their <laughs> own um would you rather be bald or have spaghetti for hair <laughs> oh are you guys bald <laughs> uh, I'm more, i may as well be you're, you're both wearing hats um so i yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with bald uh, great choice. Excellent <laughs> choice. <laughs> oh. um, uh, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? Ooh. Um, attention hungry teenagers and clueless. <laughs> uh, where am i going with this uh like clueless boomers maybe yeah attention hungry teenagers that, clueless that, boomers yeah that's very good that's Thank very you. good it's almost a, you almost did a haiku yeah what was what was paul's one i asked that to paul uh, so, what was it? it no was it paul it was one of the guests uh said amazing to a point <laughs> yeah. like it's just like yep yeah, yeah, no, very good answer. <laughs> um, okay, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Don't eat yellow snow because it's fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Um, what, are we talking about like printing here? Or are we talking about Any, like... anything? Um, sorry, my leg's gone dead. Excuse me a second. <laughs> uh, worst piece of advice. Start a brand, mate. It'll be easy. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm usually the one giving the bad advice. No, that's what. That's uh, why you're not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I did just pick one out, and then where's it gone? Where's it gone? Uh. Oh, here we go. If you could, if you had to change your name. But you had to change it to the name of an inanimate object. What would it be? Oh, what a great question! Right, oh, um, I want to answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've always. So, really... I mean, you, you you could be known as Breadstick Hannah. Yeah, uh, yeah. like I I've always loved how uh, Michael Jackson's kid was called Blanket. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> mm. Um, I don't know, like. Perhaps like like sandwich or something like that, Ooh. like something like really, really out there, but like kind of common as well. Like... Toaster, <laughs> toaster. <laughs> <laughs> You're from a small town. These are probably like nicknames of fellas in, in your village. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got we have got some strange nicknames. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we, we we had a friend and his nickname was Corpsey because he always looked really pale. 
Um, and it turned out, turned out he was he, he was riddled with cancer, like riddled. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. He's one of my best mates. Like, he, he's fine. He, he he got through it all. He was young enough to say they managed to. Yeah, but like it's, it's probably the only time where a shit nickname hasn't hasn't stuck around all that long, <laughs> just because he was a bit pale. That's the only reason. <laughs> <sighs> There's a guy oh. from my town called Snorkel because his <laughs> <laughs> because his nose is all fucked from <laughs> from being broken so many times. <laughs> oh god, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh, so you, you going with sandwich then? I'll go sandwich. Yeah. What are you going to be, Darcy? Um. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe hat. 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 What's your name? Hat. <laughs> oh. 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 I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry about this, Justin. We're we're, we're old men. We get oh. tickled by things quite easily. <laughs> um, uh, if you weren't doing what you do now, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, what like being on the brown social? Like, I've, like, <laughs> like what? no, just 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 <laughs> life in general. If you weren't oh, if you weren't printing oh. and you weren't doing the brand, what what do you think you'd be doing? Oh God! Um, Burning down TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably still be working at a TGI Fridays, to be honest. Um, uh, or delivering pizzas, or don't know something. I hate it. Probably something. I hate it. Strong. What's my go on it? Um, can you recommend or any brands that you'd like to hear on the pod? Ooh. Um. Get Dad Eyes on. Yeah. 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 Alice from Dad Eyes, she's a lovely fella. Um, maybe Black Cross Worship. Yeah. Yeah, they do some really sick stuff. Uh, I know that he screen prints as well. I think Alice is like DTG. Um. Yeah. Uh. Maybe like acid control or something like that. Uh. Yeah, that man. Like there, there's loads of brands. You're you're not like stiffed for uh <laughs> for guests, or yeah, maybe you no, are. Because find, find it, find the ones beyond. that want to speak to us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, we, we 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 are a bit like I wouldn't say we're. we're not, I think we're, we're selective in the sense that we want to find brand. This is kind of where I was going with kind of like the when I started talking about COVID and brands popping up and everything, and then they disappeared, sort of thing. We want to speak to people that are kind of fully invested in their own brands, if yeah. that makes sense. Whether that's they're invested in the sense that they're printing everything themselves, or you know, or they're a designer, or you know, we had. Uh, um lewis on the last episode which isn't out yet um or it will be by the time this comes out um 
and he he does like DTF, but he's like big into his football and he creates like custom football shirts and stuff like that and everything. And it's really cool. But he's so obviously like really passionate about it. And I think that's just what we want. We just want to speak to people who are passionate about what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. it's weird how obvious it is when a brand isn't. Hmm. Mm. It, 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 you don't have to have. A, I don't think you have to have a keen eye to realise to, to to spot a brand that uh, in it for the money. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be in it for the money, but like if do, doing doing what you're passionate about, the money will follow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it, so it, it it's weirdly easy to spot. And even if it's not about the money, uh, if it's more so like about the social media following or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like brands that post. Uh, 30 nothing stories every day of mm-hmm. just like sharing other people's stories and like uh, getting their engagement up and stuff like um, like what are they in it for you know like like they're 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 not fucking freezing their arse off in a freezing cold press on a Tuesday evening like mm-hmm. <laughs> like rushing out some like shirt orders or whatever like um yeah, like uh, it, it is quite upsetting uh, to see like brands popping up and, you know, like giving it like all the passion for like a couple of months or, or until like yeah. the initial hype dies down and stuff. Um, and, it, and it always does die down, like because brands are all based on Instagram primarily. Like that's mm. where the whole UK like alt brand movement is like just as a mm. given but um instagram's like so cruel in the way that it can give you engagement and then just as easily as it gives you it takes it away yeah and when brands pop up have that initial like first like bump of uh success and then when that dwindles it's so sad to like see them get disheartened and uh give up like because owning a brand like it is sort of like all consuming like it, it sort of like becomes a part of you uh i think it sort of has to be doesn't it really yeah like it like there is nothing on earth that would like make me stop dropping designs for the life league like even if I, i'm not selling them or whatever like or even if a design doesn't do particularly well like i'm always going to drop another one because it, like yeah. I've, I've always got stuff uh in the works uh that's because i love it um yeah it's it's sad to to think that maybe not everyone's obs- as obsessed as i am or <laughs> as obsessed as we are or whatever but uh i think no, it's a good thing though it's it, it's kind of like your i guess you you what we're trying to say have you go my brain's gone blank Sorry. All I was, was going to say is, you just got to find your clan. My, that's what my missus calls it. She says, "Oh, you, when I started speaking to everyone in the print world and started making friends, she was like, oh, you found your clan.' Like that's what she said. And like even like talking to the printers for me, that's my clan. Like my clan of people that I and like finding like-minded brands and things. You even just have a relationship with, I think, is 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 invaluable. Yeah, for sure, for sure, hundred percent, man. 100%. And that's like the, I guess, like the big takeaway that you can uh, take from 
building a brand. I know, I know, I know who's delivering that takeaway. It's a boo. Hi, boo. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good with your callbacks, Pav. I have to say. I have to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's hilarious, right? My my memory when doing the podcast, like I can remember things that have happened at the start and 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 bring them back in or whatever. The second Darcy stops recording, I can't remember a fucking thing that happened. I can't remember a <laughs> thing of it. I, I have to write all the. I don't have to. I enjoy it. I write all the blurb for the episodes, and um, oh, the, I, some of the blurbs are brilliant, mate. Honestly, <laughs> like, yeah, some of them are great. <laughs> Did you, I don't know if you've seen the most recent one. It's probably my finest work. The one with the um. The, the the invention of the hoodie um oh like yeah that. where uh, what was it um hoodie he like uh, hit his yeah. head off like a beam or something and yeah. accidentally sewed a hood onto like yeah. a garment <laughs> yeah, i know fantastic. Yeah. i know it's, 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 you, it's you've it's set ridiculous. you've set the bar there pav <laughs> yeah i mean i started off fairly strong my, my, my first blurb was the um was the christmas the one after christmas wasn't it yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People have they, to put up with my mindless, fucking boring drops before I, I, that. I'm not even sure anyone even reads them. To be honest with you, but... oh man, I people read them. Do, yeah. because <laughs> I, I've had I've I've had comments because I've managed the social media. I've had comments of people being like, "That was genuinely hilarious." <laughs> no. Maybe I, I haven't write told a book. you. I haven't told you up to this point because I don't want it to go to your head, and I don't want uh, to even go to a bigger podcast. No. no. <laughs> There's yeah, nothing bigger. Stay. There's nothing bigger than the brand social. Pat says stay. <laughs> <laughs> Lamp agrees to stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but when basically uh, after Darcy, when Darcy's editing the the podcast, he has to make notes for me, and he, he just sends me some like keywords of things that like he'd like in the blurb, um, and then. Because I can't remember anything that's happened. Like, I, I take notes, of, uh, vague notes on, on things. Um, and then I set I, a reminder in my phone that says, send notes to the invalid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be if I keep sitting on this floor. Um, <laughs> so, um, um, what... Sorry, go on, mate. No, you go. You go. I was, I was your... just going to say, where where can people find you, mate? Uh, at the Low Life League on Instagram. Uh, I've set up a print page as well, just for uh, posting whatever I'm doing in the press. It's at fifty at Printco. Uh, my name's Justin. Send me a message. Say hi. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's it. I I am shit at like social media. Uh, <laughs> I I will read messages. I might not reply, but I'll. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I look at them. I look at them. Not that I have loads. I could easily reply to them. It's just that I'm... <laughs> it's, it's, it is weird, though, isn't it? Like, feeling the need to reply instantly. Because yeah. Yeah. Orig originally, we'd, like, send, like, letters. So you had, like, a week minimum. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I need a week. And, and you, could, you, could read, you could read it without a little message popping up. Where the other person can see, it's like this person has read this message. Like, you imagine <laughs> oh, that you read yeah. a letter, and it's like you get to the end, and it's like, ding, this person has read this letter. Oh, or, it's terrible. Uh, or you, where's you my response, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you send a letter, uh, and you get like a little email through or a little carrier pigeon through, 
with a little note that says like do you have a tracking number for this <laughs> oh yeah, yeah or the um oh, what's the what's the what's the bird from harry potter hedwig hedwig yeah you get a hedwig comes in Oh, that'd be great. Actually, that'd I, I kind of want that. That'd be fucking terrifying. Now. Some random owl flying in your house. <laughs> wait, 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 how are we? Fuck off. We, we're back on owls again. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, he, he, he's not a random owl. He's Hedwig. We knew Hedwig. <laughs> yeah, he's not a random owl. What's the bird that catches fire in Harry Potter? Phoenix. I'm just, uh, Phoenix. Jo- Joanna, Joanna's just whispered, Fox the Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's not what she sounds like, but that, that's me doing an impression of someone whispering. Walks the phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Joanna. <laughs> she can't hear you. I've got headphones in. Oh, you get to, you get Joanna to say hi before we go. Yeah, hold on. Joanna, can you just say hello? Good evening. Did you hear that? She's got a proper telephone voice as well. <laughs> say, hello to the, say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. <laughs> that is a proper telephone voice. It's yeah. great, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> the, the brand social podcast secretary. Yeah. Oh, well, that'd be good. I'll have to get her the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. You didn't hear the first part of that sentence, did she? You no, just she didn't. You buying her an outfit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a uh, no, not if I'm buying her clothes. That's women's women's favourite thing: clothes, uh, makeup, and snowboarding. Snow- oh, she skis. She's a skier. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, take it away, Pav. All right, last question: What is the meaning of life? I've never seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But I think the answer is 42, right? Like, that's surely what everyone says, that, isn't it? That, it is. Yeah. Um, do you, do you, do you want to give an answer that isn't that? Yeah, well... <laughs> good, cho- good, good well, choice. <laughs> when, you ask the, when you ask the question, uh, my brain just went 42. Yeah, I know. Um, it's amazing so, how that's just ingrained in everyone's head. It's mad. And uh, let's see. Um, I think doing things at your own pace and doing things you enjoy uh staying hydrated <laughs> and loving each other <laughs> how about that <laughs> sounds fair to me i'm yeah, just gonna just, i'm just gonna fucking... hydrate myself i'd just like to say <laughs> you said about staying hydrated the pair of you've been drinking beer during this and i've been drinking water so <laughs> i i did i did have a glass of water also but... <laughs> He's a sensible drinker. Mountain fresh. Exactly. I have to drive home yet, so I've only had the one. <laughs> oh, we've kept we've... Carlsberg as well. So it's cooking yeah. lager, isn't it? Cooking lager. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you wouldn't eat, you wouldn't eat a cooking apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- thank you so much for coming on mate it's uh, yeah it's really appreciate it yeah re- it's really nice to nice to be here guys i'm sorry i was so fidgety and i look like i've been filmed in a- i'm actually much more handsome in real life than i'm appearing on this camera i don't doubt it pav do not doubt it he's really yeah, not th- thanks for having me guys uh <laughs> <laughs> I-, I enjoyed myself and Good. 
yeah uh keep doing what you're doing because i I love the brown social love hearing from uh people in the community and yeah cheers it's good to hear it's good to hear thank yeah. thank you so much we'll keep in touch yeah yeah man yeah, yeah take care mate yeah both of you all peace. the best peace, peace. Bye. Yeah.